0: What's going on Javier Lavi? It's your boy Javier Javier. Make sure you say it twice. Today I got a guest on. His name is Brentley, and I'm going to introduce Brentley. Y'all seen him on the show. He was one of the atheists actually having a debate with one of the Christians. And I think he considered himself a little more on the left than I personally am. So I figured we would have a conversation about woke and wokeness and it was kind of his idea. So we decided that we were going to try to put our heads together, try to understand the outrage of the woke and what does woke mean and what exactly are we talking about, and try to get to the bottom of it. There's a lot of content out there, a lot of people in the political world that are using this word woke, and it's either used as an attack or a slur or as a form of enlightenment or endearment towards people who are consciously aware of social issues. So, we want to try to see what exactly woke is. Is it worth the outrage? Is it exactly what people think it is? And let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. So, I want to introduce my guest, Brent Lee. Brent Lee, welcome to the Javi Lobby. What's going on, brother? Hey, hey, how are we doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, so, you said that we should discuss wokeness, uh, or at least the term woke. And, you know, there's a lot of outrage. Uh, and, the people who consider themselves woke, I don't know how many people actually say, hey, I'm woke these days, They, uh, yeah. but people are outraged that they're being labeled woke, and there are people outraged that there are woke people advocating for woke policies, right? So um, give us a little bit about your history, your background, um, what it is you do, and let's get this party started. Well, yeah, cool. No, yeah,
1: thanks for having me on, first of all. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to... A, I was raised like super conservative and, uh, religious, like I was homeschooled and everything. So it was like really boxed in and wasn't able to really, uh, really understand the world until, you know, I kind of snapped out of that religious, that religious brain. So a lot mm-hmm. of what I do is, you know, kind of poking fun at what I used to believe. Cause I just, I, I, I find it hilarious now <laughs> that I actually used to think this stuff. So it's just kind of fun for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the mo- most of what I do. I don't really get into politics too, too much, but uh, I'm starting to more recently, and I'm trying to like <laughs> fully understand how all this stuff is working, and it's, uh, it's quite confusing. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah so um, when it comes to politics itself, do you have a label? Do you consider yourself to be liberal or somebody of the left? More I, than- I would say, yeah, because
1: I've been told I'm not a leftist. I i didn't really like, hey, but you're not a leftist, okay? Don't think we, you know, we don't want you on that label. So, because yeah. <laughs> I guess it has more to do with economics, which I don't, you know, uh, so it's more like a socialist, communist, that's leftist. I'm more liberal, I guess, because I'm fine okay. with how we got it. I just think we need more guardrails, you know. For okay.
0: So, so would you, if, if I asked you, um, were you in favor of more gun control, would you say yes?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Okay, <laughs> More right. is like a relative term though, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just... like the most, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, just trying to get a general sense to make sure uh you you are properly being represented. Uh would you say that you are in favor of LGBT rights or advocate for LGBT rights? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, where you stand at with drugs? Legalization of drugs? Would you uh
1: yeah, I mean it's it, I, I do like the harm reduction. Um, tactics that they're taking in certain certain places where they're, they are decriminalizing them and then you know making a
0: safe place for them to do it under
1: medical supervision. I do like okay. that. It's <laughs> okay. a good idea.
0: What about um, Medicare for All? Are you somebody who's in favor of uh, universal health care for yeah. Americans?
1: I think so, yeah,
0: honestly. <laughs> <I think laughs> that would be a good, uh, m- a much better system than the one we got going on anyway. Okay, so if I had to line up, let's say Joe Biden, Peter—not uh, Peter, uh, not Peter uh, Pete yeah, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Bernie Sanders—basically some of the the front runners that ran for the twenty twenty election. Uh, who do you think that you would most favor? I guess uh,
1: I voted for Bernie. <laughs> I did. <Okay. laughs> I did vote for Bernie Sanders, okay. even All though right. I'm not like a hundred percent on that, you know, socialist ticket
0: or whatever, but. Uh, okay. As far as those things go, yeah, I, I agree with them more. <laughs> is, is there something that you would consider to be what they say, leftist, or something left of you that you disagree with that would would keep you from being in that camp? What at least in a general sense, like in a policy that they're advocating that you may think go too far, or uh, um, it could be social, it could be economic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to think of an example, honestly, but I, I do see the the left go too far sometimes. Um, it's not as often as I think people say that it is, but, you know, um, there's certain – I'm trying to think of like a good example of like when I was like, oh, okay, come on, let's relax now. You what about <laughs> defund the
0: police? What about defund the police?
1: Uh, I, I thought that wasn't the best messaging, let me put it that way. But I do agree with what they actually meant by that, you know, which I didn't think was very – was communicated. <laughs> you know, correctly in that message, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay.
0: All right. So I would say based on your answers, uh, me and you would probably not align on most things, I guess. So, probably. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, just wanting to make sure that we, we, we are where we are. So that way nobody could say that, Oh, these two guys agree on everything or whatever the case may be. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Where are you at when it comes to the definition of woke? Do you think woke is something that exists? Do you think that it's a a useless term used to just demonize people that the right disagrees with? Do you think that there are people who actually identify as woke on the left? Uh, If you think woke exists, would you be able to define it?
1: Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would always say that it's just it does seem like it's anything on the left that. Is I mean, not even it's just because sometimes it's just like a black person in a movie and they're like, "Bah, it's woke, fucking woke," it's because it's a black person instead of who was in the book or whatever, you know. <laughs> but yeah. uh so I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah, I guess I would say at this point, from from what I can tell, it is just anything that the right seems to not like about gay people or black people or any minority group, for that matter. Uh, They will say like what I've heard is the definition is any group, anything that is boiled down into oppressor uh, oppressed and, you know, (laughs) which I don't really see how that really makes sense other than just saying, well, that's any minority (laughs) and anytime (laughs) any minorities anywhere, then it's woke. I, I don't yeah. know. I, it just seems weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I try to I try to define woke myself, um, and try to at least when I say the term woke, it's not something that I use too often. But there are times and instances where I feel like the term is appropriately called for. And the reason I'll say that is because I think that woke is anything that a traditional liberal would consider too far left. Um, And I try to do that based on what we know liberalism to be historically in America, at least in the past 100, 200 years in that general direction. Um, Basically, we have the Constitution. These are the rights that are protected and these are the rights that are granted to the average citizen. And liberals tended to be the people who felt as if it was their job to advocate for the least amongst society to make sure those rights were protected and that everybody got a fair share. Um, I, I consider that to be traditional liberalism, um, at least in my opinion. Um, and people that, who, sorry, real quick, is that different
1: than like a classic liberal? Or you say that's, that's like different. Uh,
0: I would consider them to see, be one and the same classical liberal, uh, traditional liberal, um, different people may just decide to use one word or the other, but, At least that's my understanding of the liberal philosophy is like, hey, we have this constitution, we have these rights, we have uh, all of these things that the law is supposed to protect. And we're only trying to expand that and allow it to um, adopt everybody into that system. And we're going to advocate for those people who are not getting a fair share uh, of the rights, Uh, I would say. um, But when it comes to the woke, I would say that the woke tends to generally advocate for the same thing. but they tend to not necessarily accept the Constitution as being, um, let's say, a good document. It's a lot of changes they would like to make. They, they feel as if it's inherently uh, in the system. The system is inherently corrupted. And instead of trying to get everybody to be fair under that system, we need to change the system in a fundamental way. Um, I would say that's how I would define woke people who are not satisfied with the status quo when it comes to the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and things of that sort, who feel like we need to either alter or change certain things in order for the minority groups to to be treated fairly.
1: Okay. Yeah. See, that's where we kind of get into the uh, – that's what the people that I, I disagree with, uh, you know, usually are the revolutionaries or, like, burn it down, you know, and I'm just like, dude, how do you – the the one thing that I don't get about the whole burn it down thing is how do you stop the same exact people from taking power once you've burnt it down? Like, yeah, is it
2: a, it's going to be the <laughs> same thing again?
1: Like, because all because if you burn down a system, the people without the power are going to be the ones most affected by it. You know, yeah. and so the people and, with the power, they're going to be the most insulated from it. So then they're going to be the ones that take more power. So whoever,
0: if you take out the billionaire, the millionaire is going to step in and take his spot. <laughs> like, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I feel as if like anytime you feel like you have an idea of a perfect system in your mind, that if people just listen to you, things would be perfect or things would get so much more better. Um So much more better. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but yeah, that's I, I see yeah. <laughs> but um anytime a person feels like they have the utopian ideal of what a society should look like, then the question becomes, let's say you get your way. What do you do with the people who are preventing you from achieving your utopia? That's usually where the oppression starts. It's usually like, I got this idea. We got the power. Now we're going to implement the power. But these people are stopping us from getting where we need to go. And what's the best way to get rid of those people? And Kill that, us, not,
1: no. <laughs> eat them, right? <laughs> e- eat them. That's what I've heard. E- yeah.
0: e- <laughs> I mean, whatever, you know. Uh, and we see different regimes throughout history come up with different solutions, all ending in either starvation, mass genocide, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which I personally think that um, I believe that there are no solutions, there are only trade offs. We have to decide that every policy is never going to encompass 100% of everyone because. We're human. We're fallible. We're going to make mistakes. And people and cultures behave differently. And America is one of those societies where people come in different shapes, sizes, cultures, religions, you name it. And the moment you say, oh, we're going to do this policy. Well, what if this culture doesn't necessarily align with that policy because of how they, you know, react to it or, you know. Uh, So I think that utopia is off the table. Um,
1: yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, that's, let's just us do better, you know, and just <laughs> continuously, you know. I'm always like about let's take the next step. Like, who cares? Like, what's what's the point of coming up with a utopia if we can't make the next fucking step? You know what exactly. I mean? Like,
0: who gives a shit? Like, you know, exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. And um, so I looked up um, define woke, and um, I got a definition from the we- uh Merriam-Webster dictionary since apparently they decided to update that term inside there. All right. So I'm going to put it up here. and Oh, stay uh, woke. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go back to where we were. All right. Uh, let me get that back in there. Hold on. I'm messing up. I'm messing up. All right. That's a better look. Um, This one says, woke is now defined in this dictionary as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues especially issues of racial and social justice. And it's identified as U.S. (laughs) slain. It it originated in African-American English and gained more widespread use beginning in 2014 as part of the Black Lives Matter movement. By the end of the same decade, it was also being applied by some of the general pejorative for anyone who is or appears to be politically left-leaning. Okay, Okay. that that covers it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, I, I, but it, I feel like it's missing something here because, um well, it, it gives you a little history of like where it originated from, like the African American English, um whatever that is. And it, it, it you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to say like urban lingo. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean African American English. Like, bro, I meet black guys from New York City, black guys from L.A., and we don't have the same English. We there's totally different ways of speaking and referring to certain things but yeah. in America we yeah. have to group everything into some kind of category and 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 try to explain it away but it says that um it's generally applied to anybody to be politically left leaning i don't i don't argue that um most people actually Refer to that. Like when I say, when I hear conservatives talk about the woke, I don't think the the conservatives are talking about anybody that's left leaning. I at least in the conversations that I've had or um, in the conversations that I pay attention to, it, it's usually the people. There's two types of conservatives when it comes to dealing with the term woke. You have the conservatives that are like, yeah, anything I disagree with is woke, right? Um, they're destroying our society. They're advocating for things that aren't um in the constitution or is a violation of our rights or whatever or whatever that could go to lgbtq rights that can go to gay marriage that can go to abortion that can go to so many different categories that's one type of conservative then the other type of conservative is probably referring to the woke as the aoc type of um liberal to people who might be consider themselves uh democratically social um socialist or, or something of that sort it's those people that are like. Outside of the Overton window, when it comes to the left, um, the you know, um, what they call it, the five, the um, the it's like five females in oh Congress. yeah the uh the squad right? the squad and, yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and Bernie Sanders of that sort. That's the people that they usually are trying to refer to. Um, but I've heard people calling Biden woke, and he's, a, you know. <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the question is even if woke exists, is it justifiable? That's the question we should ask ourselves. Like, just because something is woke, is it woke for a good reason? Like, is there a general grievance there that we should all pay attention to or at least feel as if they have a valid point somewhere?
1: Right. Well, I I almost feel like the the, the tail's kind of wagging the dog at this point, right? Like it's it's sort of gotten into this outrage loop yeah. <laughs> to where, you know what I mean, like people like people will be woke or like whatever that term would uh, be described at like what you know, just doing things that people would categorize as woke on purpose to get the outrage, to then get the, you know, <laughs> people to get outraged by the outrage and just keep that kind of going and like a because yeah. <laughs> then it's just it gets everybody glued into the system gets everybody clicking, you know, and and it gets like whatever the product is, because a lot of times it has to do with the product. Like most recently it's Bud Light, right? And <laughs> it gets them a whole lot of like people paying attention
0: to them all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, yeah. whether it's, it's good or something. bad. Yeah, it's always yeah. something. Once one fades away, one comes. And these days, that's every three, four days, like it just the turnover rate is just constant. And <laughs> you know, and I noticed that there's an uptick in a lot of like verbiage that people use, like there's all these new terms that just keep popping up out of nowhere. It's like you got you got people saying calling Trump tarts, and then you got people saying, Oh, you are snowflakes, like there's all of these different terms that are being used to like attack the other side, right? And honestly, I think they're just more of a tribal uh way of communicating with your tribe to say, hey. I'm not with these people. I stand against those people. And I use these certain, you know, buzzwords to let you know I'm one of you. Right. Right. Because um, the, there are people who say the woke is like a religion. And then there are people who say the Trump supporters are a cult. Right. And it's like it's the, the us versus dumb. As long as we can keep creating these different terminologies and different languages that we speak, we're never going to be able to engage in a real conversation because we're talking past one another. Because when you say woke, I hear something different, but you're meaning something different, right? Yeah. Uh, So is there a path backwards from this actual place that we find ourselves in? Do you see one? I think, I mean, honestly, I think if we start doing more of like what we're
1: doing here, you know, just talking from wherever we're at on the spectrum to whoever we're talking to on the spectrum, Uh, and and not limit that and not like try to go, oh, well, they're too far. We can't talk to them. Uh, you know, I think that we, you know, just these conversations help because a lot of times, you know, the, when we're looking on the internet, the opinion comes first and the little circle that's next to it, it could be a human. It could not be. We don't even know. It's a potential. It could be a bot. Right. So we don't, we're like dehumanizing everybody right through, through the, uh, the internet. Right. So it's like, and the, uh, the opinion comes first. Now, normally that's reversed. Normally you get to know a person, you're working with them. They're, they seem like a nice guy, you know, they're polite and whatever. And then they say something you disagree with and you're like, okay, man, well, come on now, <laughs> you know, and then yeah, you yeah. have the conversation, right? But yeah. it's reversed online. And so you, it, it, it brings with it a lot of vitriol and a lot of anger because we're seeing that human being, if it is a human being, as just that opinion, you know, yeah. and I think that's a big part of like why we need so, to have these conversations out loud. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. So do you think, how much uh, social media do you think plays a role in this? I, I really think uh, social media is a big proponent on the division that we find ourselves in, in America. It, it's too easy to be anonymous and to just go after somebody and be your nastiest self. We we know like in cars, when we're driving down the street, we're, we're more likely to have road rage, right? Because Uh, We don't see the other person in the vehicle as a person. We see another vehicle that just cut me off or something of that sort, right? Yeah, it's Um, a fucking Stratus. Goddamn Stratus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: it's easier to see somebody as the other when you don't know what you have in common with that person. Like you said, um, you used to like work with somebody, y'all talking to chat. And oh, this is another person. This is, he he got a family to feed. He trying to get his bills paid. And we're just kind of like killing time, just engaging with each other. And then political conversation might come up. And it's like, oh man, I don't agree with that. And then y'all have a conversation. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, that's still my coworker or whatever. We just disagree on this issue or whatever. And as you grow, you're more likely to be, uh, let's say more favorable to somebody you know personally than you are to some stranger, right? Right. I mean, it's almost like when people uh, you know, stop.
1: Like if they're super hardcore homophobic, and then they find out somebody they've been friends with for years has been gay, but just wasn't was scared to tell them, you yeah. know. And then they find out, and they're like, "Oh, what? Oh, well, he's a cool guy. I don't, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be hating him, you know." So it kind of like adjusts their worldview just through that relationship.
0: Yeah, cause I noticed one thing, like, especially being a content creator, um, like people, people only want to hear what they want to hear. Now, not everybody, but I can be having a nuanced conversation, and I can say five things that a person agrees with, but on the sixth point, I may say something that they disagree with, and it's time to stop the video. It's time to cut out. I can't believe you agree with this. You must be taking sides with these people or whatever. And I'm just like, the world don't work that way, you know.
1: Yeah, it's not that simple, man. We love to. Our brains naturally do this, right? Our brains naturally categorize things to make it as simple as possible, so that it can save energy. Because everything's way too complicated for our brains to actually be keeping up with all the nuance and everything, right? So it's constantly like categorizing things down. Well, if you you know, for us, you know, logical folks, we have to actually work against our own brains all the time, right? And so we're constantly having to go, okay, but it's not that simple. Like that's a heuristic that is always. Accurate, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like it's not that simple. Whatever It doesn't matter what we're talking about, it's not that simple, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a, it's one of those things that you got to kind of fight against in your mind to go, hey, you know, all this entire group is like that, and you're like, well, that's not reasonable to think. You know, yeah. but it naturally occurs that way, and so it's, it's, really easier. it's
0: easier. It's easier to do it, and also you're more likely to see more success, especially in the uh, the content creation game. If you're if you're just hard on one subject, like I'm not budging here, I strongly feel that I'm right in all of these different areas. People are more likely to listen to you because you feel sure of yourself. I feel like this person knows exactly what they're talking about, and they're justified in what they feel, and people flock to it, right? Um, I honestly think people are making themselves unhappy and uh, more people are unhappy than ever before, especially when we're in the most prosperous time in, um in our, in history. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so, crazy.
0: It's like people want to, be, I don't think people want to be unhappy. I think they just get caught up in the whole uh, moment of it. And, but they're making themselves unhappy because I noticed that if I step away from like social media and politics for like a few months, I'm a happier person. Oh, you know? yeah,
1: I have to take breaks. Like, I only have, like, a couple conservatives on my, like, Facebook page that I engage with, and I have to silence them every once in a while. Like, not, like, unfriend them, but just, like, quiet it yeah. down. You know, they can't see my stuff. I can't see theirs, just for, like, a little bit. And i yeah. will be like, okay, I'm ready to engage again. You know, because you're right. That mentally, <laughs> that's just not, it's just not healthy to be constantly doing that shit, you know?
0: Yeah, and, like, we're friends on, on social media, and we have some common friends. And there's one particular friend who... Spends most of his time, most of his day, posting constantly about the left and about wokeism, and, and and I just I had to ask him one time. I said, "Hey man, are you taking care of yourself? Like, are you, are you making sure that you're being happy in your real life? You know, this ain't like social media is not the the all be all. You got to make sure that you're not <laughs> letting this thing consume you." Yeah, man. Like, yeah, and you're right. It seems
1: like he does it on purpose. Like, he just wants the the outrage engagement. You know, that's what. I I know.
0: I know exactly what it is, and I've seen this so many times because uh, I identify as a conservative for the past ten years. I've been in a lot of conservative circles, and I've engaged with a lot of conservatives, and I know exactly what's going on. I know when I watch a Ben Shapiro video or uh, a Dennis Prager video. And then I flip over to my social media and I see the arguments coming verbatim, repeating what Ben Shapiro just said or whatever. It's like they try to take the ideas of the the thought leaders and then they try to reform it in their own way to make it seem as if they just came up with this idea of like pure gold. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it sounded so good going in. So it's like, I got to get this out. Right. that's exactly what's happening. They're ripping these arguments from the, the conservative pundits.
1: Yeah. And that's their whole job. Like Ben Shapiro, the Daily, pretty much the whole Daily Wire. Like, and, and, you know, I mean, a lot of left wing uh, circles, I think, do it too, except they're responding to those arguments. Yeah. Uh, that starts first on the offense, right? And then the defense then goes, and then it's just this big loop, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's like, everybody That's, on that's on.
0: all content creation is these days. It's the, we're talking about each other. It's like, oh, I'm going to make a reaction video to Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is going to make a reaction video to the Young Turks. The Young Turks are going to make a reaction video to Dennis Prager. It's like everybody's talking about the same content creators, and that's just the world we live in, right?
1: It's brilliant. I mean, honestly, YouTube is just like, all right, we can just go. The machine's working on its own now. It's just rolling down the hill. <laughs> like, you know, like We're just going to let it trample everything in its path. Go ahead. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that
0: is. You're right. It's it's a, it's a well-oiled machine at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've always been in a unique position because I listen to like liberals and I listen to conservatives. I listen to Bishop here, show like every day for the longest. And I listen to Sam Harris um, podcast every day for the longest whenever he drop a podcast. I listen to both sides. Right. And I disagree with Sam Harris on a lot of different things like morality. um, probably abortion, but when it came to Ben Shapiro, I disagree with him about religion and some of his uh, conservative positions. And one thing I noticed is like they're moving people closer to them instead of people going to them to hear what ideas they have and they come to their own conclusions. People are just accepting it. And I had to stop listening to certain content creators because I... I started realizing, yo, you're too smart. You cannot believe this. You must be pandering to your audience. Right. You, you have you, to be. Yeah. And you see that a lot
1: of times, too, because you're like, how could they possibly miss this detail right here, which kind of throws their whole argument into question, but they just managed to not not mention that one little detail, you know? <laughs> but Yeah. It, and and it, they do that a lot, And I, because I, I, I do the same thing. I like to watch both sides, you know, and to see what everybody's saying. Yeah, and, uh, you're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> you it's, can just tell a... that people are lying. You know, <laughs>
0: it's like... yeah, and it's I see misrepresentation of history so much just to make a point. Um, it's just I'm like, you cannot possibly be believe this, and I'll try to talk and engage with people who are following some of these people and try to get through to them. And it's just as if like, no, uh, this thought leader expressed it and he spelled it out in a perfect way, and I'm like, you're, you're just not you're not being critical enough um, no. because yeah, because yeah. if the other, the other person that you disagree with made an argument, you will break down and decipher every single thing they said.
1: Yep, Look up every premise <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <To> make sure
0: <laughs> you'll be skeptical the whole time, but you just turn off the skeptic when it comes to your side. And I just oh, could yeah. never do that.
1: Right. I, that was honestly what had, what snapped me out of my religious belief. Cause that's what I used to do. It's like, I can't remember what it was. Oh, Oh, I think it was like uh, there was more uh, white people killed by cops than black people. I was like looking that up. And I remember skipping over like a bunch of like, you know, more scholarly, like statistical analysis type of, uh, <laughs> you know, data, because it's like that's technically true. But there's, you know, obviously, it's a caveat. They only make up like 16% of the population and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. So there's like new, you know, Uh, mathematical issues there with just saying, yeah, more white people get killed, whatever, you know what I mean? But, uh, and I remember just skipping over all of those and going to the one that was like, yup, it's totes. They get killed more. So you're the victim actually, you know? And I'm like, all right, found my, found my (laughs) argument. And I used to, I I knew that, and it's like, I knew that I was doing it when I was doing it, but I didn't want to admit to myself that I was doing it. You know, I was just looking for the information I wanted. I was literally data mining, you know, is what they, call
0: it you know yeah this is why I like um i've always been a hard guy to kind of like tie down people here one of my positions and then they'll assume what all my other positions is and then i turn around and come up with a position they were like oh i didn't see that coming um it, it makes it hard to like be a content creator because people are like oh i really like you on this but you said this oh no right all right. I was, and, wondering, yeah, because I've watched some
1: of your content. And I'm like, I actually agree with them on, on quite a few things here. I'm surprised, you know, yeah. as a conservative content creator, that you can uh, keep an audience going, but doing yeah, good though. So.
0: Like... Yeah, you know, I'm trying. You know, <laughs> different tricks here and there. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it, I, I feel a, a, a obligation or a responsibility to try to be as honest as I possibly can. And because it's when some people make content, they think about money. Money is important. I'm not saying that you shouldn't think about your bottom line, um, but also I ask myself, what kind of and what kind of world am I participating in for my nieces and my nephews? See, I don't have kids at the moment, so I gotta ask myself, my nieces and nephews are gonna grow up in this world. Am I working to make the world a better place and actually trying to create more people that are open minded enough to entertain all ideas, or am I? feeding into an environment that will be toxic for my nieces and nephews growing up because they got access to social media they're going to be going to school with some of these people's kids and i gotta ask myself like what am am i doing my part and that's all that really matters um and if you do it long enough and you try to be entertaining enough like if you're entertaining it doesn't matter how nuanced you are because people are going to tune in right right Uh, so that's that's the kind of fine line you gotta walk um but I'm trying to introduce this new concept of the clear pill. Uh, I'm not a person who chooses size. I'm not a part of a tribe. I take each individual argument on its own merits and we try to have a conversation based on that individual argument. And, you know, I think that's the clear pill. You got all the red pill and blue pill and it's all about size. I want to be like neutral and I want to just be an individual who analyzes each argument, you know. And I'm trying yeah. to get more and more people to to take the clear pill. Oh
1: <laughs> <sense>. uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cause that's it. I try to do that too, you know, and just try to take everything as it is. It's really hard. Like I said, again, like to not, you know, your brain's going to just automatically categorize things, you know? Uh, and it's hard to not do that. But uh, I think it is the best method is to take everything on its own merit and try to like break it down from there and accept it when you're wrong. Like we can, if you can be graciously wrong, you're going to be smart. You're going to be right more than most people. But put it yeah. that way, you know, because if you can just be like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. My bad. OK. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, if you just do that, you know, it really does help. But see, like you were just saying with content creators, you can't do that most of the time. You know, if you do that, you're seen as like weak or something when yeah. really that makes you a more strong person in my mind. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it allows you to update your position to, you know, based on the evidence and whatnot. And even on the left, you know, a lot. Of, I feel like I feel like the left does it less, uh, or the left uh, is more willing to acknowledge when they're wrong than the right, who you know, because they got I, things I, like religion and stuff. I like have that. a
0: hard time <laughs> I have a hard time agreeing with that, and and the reason I say that is because like I hear the left say things to me that I know that the left is like very like hard set on saying data statistics, right? And I'm a big data statistical person. Like, that's usually how I think. And I used to be having arguments with people that I would like people on the left and I would be bringing up all these statistics and data. And I noticed that most liberals are not thinking deeper into these issues. You got now. I can argue that most liberal content creators might dig deeper into these issues, right, and try to understand them. But the average liberal and the average conservative are not doing their due diligence. Most of them are just accepting what their side says. Um, you know, for like if you go back, what twenty years ago, most liberals wasn't arguing for gay marriage. You know, it only became popular at a certain point in time, and then everybody switched and went along with it because my side is now standing for this you know, issue, yeah. uh, but not to overdo it, but for, I w- I'll give you an example. Um, I grew up in the projects. I grew up around thugs, gangsters, killers, drug addicts, you name it. I've seen it all been, grew up. I was a part of it. And I, as I grew up, I, I went to juvenile, spent five years, locked up, got out, you know, and, and once politics came to me, I started hearing narratives about like, Oh, black people are committing crimes because they're poor. And they say, "Oh, poverty creates a crime-infested, you know, situation." And then I started thinking back, and I was like, "No, I don't. I don't think that's true." And people like, "How can you say that's not true?" I'm like, "Because I'm one of those people. My family are those people. My friends are those people. I I, I was locked up with people all across the state, and I've met guys from po- poverty-stricken areas from all across my state." Nobody ever came to me and said, oh, I was just trying to feed my daughter. Nobody ever came to me and said I was trying to, you know, put food on the table. Nobody ever says that. It's a culture. It's a culture. I robbed people because I had food in the fridge. All my friends had food in the fridge. We had food stamps. We had government housing. We had a roof over our head. We did those things because it was considered cool. And, you know, or you can buy more things with it. Like, we wasn't buying, like, bread and eating yogurt we we were buying watches and gold teeth and that was our culture and right. i don't think that the left gives enough credence to that but every time i try to have that conversation with people who didn't grow up in my environment didn't have the experiences that i had it's like i'm talking to a brick wall they just refuse to accept it right it must be yeah. it must be poverty i always <laughs>
1: felt that's so interesting i always felt like i mean i thought poverty was part of it but it was more poverty because of that was like where the uh like we were talking about the creators and stuff the content creators well like a lot of the people that, that were the coolest, you know, that were in the projects and stuff were making media, we're making music and stuff because of the culture, because of the poverty. And it's like one of those things, like, because I was a, in punk rock, like my whole thing was like punk rock, you know, like you got my bad religion. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so we were like, you know, we're, we're a pretty aggressive bunch. And, uh, you know, it's like we you know purple hair and all that type of stuff, right? Well, it turns out like when people call you like a thug or a piece of crap enough, you're like, fine, fuck it, fine. You want to see a fucking asshole? I'll be a fucking asshole. Let's do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, if people treat you like a thing, you're going to, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. You're going to just be that thing uh, yeah. eventually, you know? And I, I think that's kind of like a similarity between the punk and the, you know, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Under-
0: I, 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 I think that. I know some people will say, well, your experience is anecdotal, right? I, and I, I 100% agree with that. I, I'm never going to say that my experience must be true across the board for everybody, right? It's just that before I, uh, I always wanted to be a gangster. I grew up wanting to be a gangster. I thought being a gangster was the best thing possible. I used to watch movies like The Godfather and Goodfellas and stuff like that. And I took the wrong messages from it. You know, I wanted to be the outlaw. You know, that that was attractive to me and so many of my friends. And there were alternatives. There were other options that presented themselves along the way that we chose against. And I, look, I grew up with a dad. My dad didn't grow up in the house with me, but he was there. He, he We went to his house every other weekend. He bought us clothes, Christmas gifts, all of that stuff, right? He was talking to us about this. He lived in the suburbs. I knew the difference. And my friends saw the difference. Like, we we knew that there was other ways of living. It's just it wasn't attractive to us. Right. Um now, you can say that's due to our environment and how we grew up. You're going to look to the people closest to US role models and those were the gangsters and things of that sort. But um never did not once did I ever notice poverty played a part in it because we're talking about a different type of poverty here. We're not talking about people who can't feed themselves. We're not talking about people who don't have a roof over their heads. Most of the people I grew up with that were poor had cars. They had food, they had shelter, they had clothing. Sometimes their clothes cost more than the suburban people's because they spent more money on it. Right. Uh, I just I don't think that data and statistics always shows you a clear picture of actually what's taking place. And I think the left misses that part of it. And it's just frustrating trying to explain that to somebody, especially when I know white liberals will tell me, shut up, I'm trying to fight for you. (laughs) <laughs> right. like, God. No,
1: I mean, I, I do think you're right. I mean, I think you're right to a, a particular degree, I think. But I think a lot of that was pushed by people to make that the culture so that the crime keeps happening, so that people can keep locking you up, so that they don't ever have to actually achieve e- actual equality and keep saying, well, we tried to, but they keep doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the rapper's money are going, hey, but can you talk about drugs more? Can you talk about shit that'll get people arrested more? because you know can you put yeah, that up and they're the one giving them the money to then go yeah, okay a, put out your that's, music
0: that's the thing that i wrestle with because like they say if money's the problem why do so many of these hip-hop artists get the money and still be rapping about it, that type of stuff and I, at some point i have to say right. you're making a choice at some point you're choosing to be negative you're choosing to call women bees you're choosing to talk about drugs you have to be responsible right. at some point so if money is the issue now that you have money why doesn't the issue go away you know right. what i mean yeah.
1: yeah i mean it's and it is almost like a, again like a, the the tail wagging the dog all of a sudden you know once it starts out that way then the rappers and the, and the people that that are leading the subculture like are, this is actually cool though it is yeah. cool to do a bunch of drugs it is cool to call women or you know what i mean so which is why it, i
0: argue as a conservative <laughs> um well, well i don't i think why i argue that it's more of a culture See, if you don't understand the problem, you can't properly diagnose it and fix it. If you want to throw money at the problem, you can do it, but we've already seen money won't fix it. You gotta attack the culture. You gotta say it's not okay to be rapping about drugs and beating women, or you gotta you gotta say like somebody gotta say that's not cool, right? right. And we gotta replace it with something else that's more you know uh, appealing, more but,
1: positive, yeah. Yeah, and which I think but, like more modern, like more like more modern hip hop seems to be changing directions in my mind. I, I mean I know there's still gangster stuff out there, but like seems like the there's more.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, there are conscious rappers like people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, people who are like I believe are positive uh impacts. They at least try to get you to expand your mind and think, okay, learning is cool. Being knowledgeable is cool, finishing school is cool. Like yeah, that stuff is that's cool. Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still being cool, like too, because I mean, let's face it, that's kind of nerdy. But like, if yeah. you can do it in a cool way, let's put it that way. Absolutely, <laughs> like, like Method Man and Redman and uh, and how, uh, how High, you know, that was cool. They were, you know, they thought it was cool to go to school. I mean, they yeah. ended up smoking dead people. But you know, that's that's on the side, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly, and I I use my platform to I, I will like I had David Smalley on and um, Michael Regilio, his uh, co-host. I I let them come on my podcast and I let them explain to me what they meant by gun control. I I gave them uh, my platform to express to my mostly conservative platform what it is that they're actually advocating for and why they think it will work. I wanted to make sure that my audience wasn't having a misrepresentation of what the left is actually saying when they say gun control. And I did that. Right. But, I would never receive that same level of, and I I, I get that most conservatives won't do that either. Uh, Tucker Carlson or Jen Shapiro is not going to just let some liberal come on their show and riff about their position and break it down, right? Um, but I did that in my platform. But I never received the same um, hand in return, you know? And I even challenged David Smalley about that, about letting, because he had like three women on about abortion, And they were just riffing on the the pro-life side. They were just, like, tearing into them. And I said, hey, I got this uh, liberal. She's a liberal, but she's pro-life. I said, I think it would be cool if you let her on your show, and y'all can have a conversation about it, and let her explain why she's for it. He was like, I don't have to open up my platform for somebody to come on here and riff. I'm like, no, you don't have to. But... (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, I'm trying
0: to I'm trying to open up a dialogue here. I'm trying I'm trying to get down to the you know be generous to each side and let people explain what they actually mean. Yeah, it, I, know, I think
1: that's a much better uh, position, to, especially for Smalley. That's weird that Smalley wouldn't do because that's like his whole bag, isn't it? <laughs> like yeah, four hour fucking conversations. Yeah, with you know. that he disagrees with. <laughs> exactly, you
0: <know> and <laughs> I can understand that he has a mostly liberal audience, and this is what I mean by audience capture. I don't think David Smalley is captured by his audience by any means. I think he'll say things that they might disagree with when it comes to certain political issues. It's just that it's only so far some people are willing to go. And he knows that by having somebody come on there and just riff about how they're pro-life may not sit well with his audience. But I I would argue that if your audience is not open-minded enough to receive somebody that they disagree with, then uh, maybe you're doing the wrong job, you know? I can let you come on here and tell me all of your liberal positions and explain and break it down to me. And I expect my audience to be open-minded enough to hear you out, even if they come to a different conclusion than you, at least understand what you're trying to say. Right.
1: And you know? and I actually appreciate that, too. And I, I try. That's why with uh, when I do conversations, I try to do one every couple, like at least once a month uh, or so with uh, religious people or whatever, you know. And I try to just let, you know, just hang out, you know, kind of just do what we're doing, you know, just hang out, yeah. have fun. Uh, try not to get too heated and don't you know i'm not going to tell you no 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 stop you're done i'm not going to do any of that you know <laughs> like yeah uh, but uh yeah because i just think it just yields better results you're right like we're, we're constantly straw manning each other and we got to get past like if we don't move past that we're we're never going to you know everybody's going to be living in their own reality eventually you know yeah. and it's like that's if somebody was homeschooled and was like lied to the entire time you know i was like told that they were science for uh Noah's Ark and stuff. I have like science books <laughs> that literally say that, you know, and so, just showing like how much I was walled in, you know, yeah. that, that it what they you can create your own reality, like you can make up a True. fake reality that you keep your kids within. And I think it's fucking dangerous as hell, but it makes a lot of atheists. So, you know, if they're gonna do it, go ahead, do it at your own fucking peril. Well, some you know? people,
0: <laughs> some some people want that, and I don't think it's good for people don't realize that's the last thing you want. Is isolation from people you disagree with. I want to hear more voices because I always got a voice in the back of my head. What if I'm wrong? Like what, what, what if I'm wrong and I can't find out I'm wrong because I'm not allowed to hear somebody who disagree with me. Right. That's a scary place to be. Like I,
1: yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, like when I, we were just talking about that guy that always talks on my mind about stuff uh, and, and puts out like all these things to kind of and he does sometimes fuck with my head because I'm like, am I wrong about this shit? Do the vaccines actually kill people? I don't know. I, I got to go. I, I don't know. Is it, does it make people's hearts explode? The, the football player's heart exploded or something. I don't know. But, you know, like, yeah. so, I, you know, it, is, it does get into your head. And yeah. uh, but I think that's good. That is a good thing. Because then I, you know, t- I spent like four or five days like going down the rabbit hole, of like looking at the actual peer reviewed studies and data analysis and stuff. Turns out now he's not right. You know, it's yeah. and it was still, you know, <laughs> vaccines yeah. are good, you know, all those things. Uh, the science changed quite a bit because we had a bunch of uh, different variants and stuff
0: like that. And that's kind of what he's playing from, <laughs> why yeah, he seems I, like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always find it weird that we got the same data and the same information. And yet everybody's coming to radically different conclusions. And so right. I, I can't I can't believe somebody's not acting in good faith here. Like somebody it, either both sides are not acting in good faith or one side is not acting in good faith. I, ca- right. I cannot believe that we got the same information and yet people are coming to radically different conclusions.
1: Well, there's so much noise, you know. I mean, there's so much. Uh, um, you know, it's like what they say: like um, data and data analysis. The p value is like where you can find uh, data out of just meaningless noise, right? Yeah. But we've cranked up the noise so fucking loud <laughs> <laughs> that we can't we can't make out like the real shit anymore. Like it's just so
0: it's so, so frustrating. The question is, can we even be upset with people, given that? as humans, we, we, we automatically think tribal. Um, we, we are flooded with all of this noise and all of this information. And the average person is not equipped to deal with so much information. So are we like, is it really justified to even be mad at somebody for just being human? I mean,
1: in the same token, it's really different. We can't really say that, uh, it's wrong to be mad because we can't help being mad. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's sort of an an automatic, we shouldn't respond to that anger in a way that's, that's unfair to the other people that are making us mad. Right. Because you're right. They, they don't know what they don't know, you know, and that's not really fair for us to get mad (laughs) at them for something that they don't know. They don't know, you know, So you're right. It is, it is a difficult thing. That's why I try to be slow with people and just like be patient and explain, What's yeah. going on, and where they get it wrong, and like, see, this is why this is upsetting right here because this entire group's being vilified for whatever, putting on a dress or whatever you want to, whatever we're talking about at the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
0: but, I I feel like um, if you can get down to the motive on why somebody is advocating something, you you're more likely to get further than just dealing with their argument. Sometimes because there are, there is a difference between somebody who's like, hey, I really care about this issue. Like this is having real impact that I don't want to be affected by versus somebody who's just along for the ride. Somebody who's like, I'm just talking politics because I'm just in it to be in it. You know, uh, you got to find the difference between those two people because somebody who's just in it for the sake of like being a provocateur or having a conversation and debating, they're probably never going to, to be interested in saying, you know what? You convinced me that I shouldn't be worried about this. You know, cause I just wanted my, I just wanted my, my fear or my, my worries to be explained the way in a, in a, in the right manner, because ultimately all I care is all I care about is making sure that I'm not impacted negatively about by something. That's really what it comes right. down to. Now uh, you watched my trans video that I put out from Jubilee. Uh, you, you were, you were there. Um, and during the whole conversation, I understand that I'm just a guy that's like breaking down this reaction or doing a reaction to a video. And I'm going to say things that disagree with some people and agree with others. So there was one girl I was really like, oh, that's just stupid. That's like that idea you just said, it just doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? Right. And I decided to reach out to her to have her on my show so we could have a conversation. Right. Uh, and I was like, yo, I'm Javier. I just did a reaction to this video. Uh, you should check it out and let me know if you want to have a conversation. And she went and watched the video and she was highly upset with what I said about her. Right. And, <laughs> oh and, shit. Yeah. And she was going yeah. like on, she was on Twitter, just going in on me. Right. Like, Oh, this, that, and the third, and we exist. And you said this. And I'm like, yo, listen, I'm trying to be open-minded enough to have you on my platform, which is mostly conservative for you, a chance to explain to them why your position is valid. You know, I want to open up a line of dialogue instead of me just telling my audience what to think. I want you to be able to defend your positions. And while you may think that my audience isn't everything, you should also realize that my audience has family and their family has family and they have friends and like that ripples out. So, yeah, you know, and then after me calmly explaining to her, look, I'm not attacking you. I don't have anything against you. I'm trying to have a conversation, and if you reconsider, let me know. She decided that she will have a conversation with me, nice, so oh, yeah, all right, yeah so, <laughs> <you> <laughs> when is that coming? that's coming up soon okay. uh, we're gonna set a date soon, uh, we're in dialogue right now about the best date and time to record, so Fuck, yeah, she, dude. No, yeah, she just want she just wanted to make sure nothing would be edited out, and I don't ever edit anything out, so like yeah.
1: I don't need it. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Say, like, if I mess <laughs> up, I want it to be out there, man. Like you know, I'm like oh, yeah, was, um, oh well, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. human. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good way to do it too, because a lot of this stuff, especially with the with the trans folks, like it is really. I I understand why people find it so uh, uh, uncomfortable. I guess to try to adjust to it because it does seem so foreign. But uh, at the same time, I'm just like. But it's not a big deal, you know, but...
0: I think what people really care about is kids. I think that's really the bulk of it. I don't think it has anything to do with... Like, yeah, there are going to be people who dislike trans people. There are going to be people who don't want them around, don't want them in the bathrooms. Like, yeah, there are going to be those people. But most people, I think, are just concerned like, hey... Should we be doing certain things to kids in the name of this, and what is the long term effects if we are wrong about this? Right, because people have kids, and people kids are going to school, and they're coming back with ideas about whether or not they're trans. People, people don't know how to deal with this, so yeah. we're trying. Like, I I think that most liberals are like, hey, you know they want to protect the minority. They want to be able to say, hey, we're doing everything we can to make sure that nobody's overlooked or mistreated. But the conservatives are coming at it from a position of, well, I got to protect my children and I got to be 100% sure this is what you say it is before we just start lining them up to do X, Y, and Z. And I think both people have a valid point. I just think that now it's become so politicized
1: it's almost like vaccines. It's you can't, you know. It's all, we can. It's so hard to figure out what's real about them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. that's like yeah. when people start telling me like facts about, uh, you know how dangerous some of the medications are and stuff. It's so hard to take it seriously because I'm like, this is just, I okay. It's like okay, I get that you could be right on this, but like you get that I have to take more than your fucking word, right? Like I need, <laughs> you know, because of the way this whole <laughs> situation is, I need more than just you saying it. Just yeah. give me something so I know. You know, and because, yeah, I, I do think that there are because, of course, like you said, there's uh, there's no solutions. There's just trade-offs, Right. Which yeah. is true. You're always going to be trading something off to try something else, especially things that have not been tried before. Right. And yeah. trying to uh, come up with solutions. I tend to go with just whatever, like the the, you know, especially psychiatric um, consensus of scholarship is, you know, whatever they're saying. Uh, yeah. I tend to go with, even though we, I know they could be wrong, you know, but going yeah. with the people that are saying that the experts are always wrong probably isn't the best idea. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean? Like yeah. the conspiracy theorists and stuff, that's probably not, you know, cause they can yeah. literally just say anything and yeah. have no responsibility at all. Uh, yeah. It's so, kind
0: of, it's kind of uh, like counterintuitive. On one hand, you can't, you can't, if you're going to say we can't trust anything that the experts are saying, then on one hand, why the hell should I trust you? Because you only consider yourself to be an expert because you read this and you studied this. But you're talking about people who spent their life studying and dedicating their life to being a specialist in this field. They're doing the same thing you're doing at a greater level. But I'm supposed to trust you?
1: But exactly, yeah. That's where it doesn't make sense, you know. And it's I understand being uh, having a certain level of skepticism towards experts, of course. Right. Yes. Because there's other always, they admit, they'll tell you that they could be wrong all the time. That's always yes. like, you know, on the forefront of what they're doing. But uh, they're also the ones doing all the testing, all, like seeing all the data, you know, and they're trained to uh, understand it all, you know, to yes. where a lot of times we're looking at data we don't fucking understand, you know, especially when it comes to, like I said, like with the vaccines and the. uh I tell at people it, put up a shut just up. confusing.
0: Put up, up a <laughs> shut up. Right. I don't have any business trying to debate a scientist on the shape of the earth. Like, if I want to put up, then let me go study the earth and let me do the due diligence to prove this motherfucker wrong. Don't come at me as no dude sitting in your house talking about you know they lie. Listen to me. If, <laughs> if you want to be taken seriously, get in the arena with the scientists, do your homework, do your studies, provide me some data, and then we can talk. You have yeah. the right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you got
1: to keep in mind, too, that just because people do have those credentials just because they have gone down that line and maybe they're a medical doctor or whatever, they can still lie, you know, and anti, you know, like anti-science YouTube is a serious cash cow, you know, especially the anti-vax shit. Like people love to spend money on that. You know, they get money
0: because they're like, oh, I'm validated for not getting the life saving vaccine. I'm a little little more radical in my way of thinking, right? Like I'm I'm always the type of person that's like, yo, uh, let's put that shit to the test. You know what I mean like I I don't look I love my life I love my country I love the way things are going right but if if you really want to try something and it leads to the destruction of mankind or us we get what we deserve <laughs> I, I I I personally <laughs> feel that way it's like uh people say well, I don't want nobody sticking a jab in me it's my body I should be able to choose I kind of yeah. agree with that sentiment like, okay choose but you get what you get uh,
1: I, I agree. Yeah, you know? totally. And, I do and the people.
0: Let's that. say the vaccines are killing people and you choose to go get the vaccine and it kills you. You get what you get.
1: That's you have it. to take yeah. your
0: risk. Right. Um, you know? It is. And, you're absolutely right.
1: Yep.
0: And, and some people don't like the idea of, oh, I went and got vaccinated. I did everything I was supposed to do and now this person is putting me at risk and they shouldn't be able to do that. Why not? You live in hmm. society together. When you right. live in a society with other people, you're going to have to take risks by being in society with other people. I can't stop my neighbor from driving down the street at hundred miles per hour, even though the speed limit says 25, but right. I take that risk by living in a neighborhood with other people.
1: That, that is true. Yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. Cause you see like uh, the, what was that? It was like this one church and they like really pushed like anti and this was before COVID. They like pushed this anti-vax stuff, right? And they had a fucking measles outbreak. And like the kids that didn't have like that that weren't, Uh, vaccinated for measles they got a major outbreak right and then they spread it to kids who were vaccinated but because they're not you know vaccinated kids are not supposed to be exposed to that level of an outbreak so it got everybody it got you know the vaccinated and unvaccinated because of these weird beliefs about vaccines and a lot of times it's like that you know they're they're pointing to like stuff in the vaccines you know they're like oh man there's this toxic chemical and then you know but all you got to do is point to okay but there's twice that amount in a pair you know, because there's a lot of chemicals and like everything's a fucking chemical, man. Like that's just yeah, how that's, how things that's work.
0: That's why <laughs> I think people should pay more attention to what's going on around them and try to worry about national politics all the time. Like you're not even f- participating in your local um politics. You're not picking. You're not focused on your mayor, your governor, your your city councilman. That like, you're not. You're not focused on any of that. You don't know your own community. Like me personally. I'm going to pay attention to my community. If I see my community start moving in a direction or somewhere I don't like, I'm going to find a different community. Because, like, when the measles outbreak come, I'm already somewhere else. You know, I saw <laughs> yeah. it coming. I'm exactly. like, you know, everybody around here seems to be against this whole vaccination thing. I'm I'm for the vaccination. It's probably time for me and my family to start moving to a different community that aligns with our, you know, worldview. Uh, that, it's just people don't pay enough attention to it. And it's just... Yeah, it's it's weird because it almost seems like it's a thing that we're – because I
1: did it when I was a conservative. When I was like a – when I say I was a conservative, I wasn't really like paying attention. I'm like exactly like what you're talking about right now. I was not paying attention to anything. I had like five or six like talking points about a couple of political things that I sort of understood but not really. And it was just mostly to feel like I fit in. With the conversation, you know what I mean? Even though I knew nothing, I just knew I was supposed to be a conservative because I'm a Christian and so I have to be a conservative and that's because that's the rules or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 a like lot I say, of just-
0: most people are like that, you know. Uh and I look, I I feel like I'm somebody who does my due diligence and really try to understand my positions and politics in the way that I do. And I talked to I talked I got friends that are liberals and I talk to them. And we disagree majorly, but what I noticed is Most of them are disagreeing with me about stuff they have no idea about. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm telling you statistically this, that, and the third. Like, I'm explaining. And it's like, they ain't trying to hear none of that. And I get that every side, believe it or not, every side believes that their side is more informed than the other side.
1: Of course. Yeah. You know, that's (laughs) going to come off. (laughs) I mean, but just knowing that fact doesn't mean necessarily that your side isn't. Right. true, but, true. <laughs> You're right, though. That, that is a natural phenomenon. for Yeah. Mind Which I
0: try to explain to everybody uh, when I when I try to talk to a, a, a liberal and I, I'm, I'm, we disagree about the subject. I, I say we got to realize we're going in this. We're both convinced of our side. Right. Like you're going to sit here and say I'm misinformed. You're going to sit here and say I got the wrong studies or I'm looking at the data wrong. And I'm sitting here looking at you the same exact way. So we got to find a better way to have this conversation in a way that we can get somewhere. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a hard thing to do. It, it, it really is. And uh, I don't I don't know. I, YouTube is my baby. I, f- I feel like YouTube is like, I love my subscribers. I love the people that I engage with. and That's enough for me. You know, um, I don't need to be a millionaire or billionaire or whatever the case may be. That's enough for me. And I just keep pushing forward because I enjoy the engagement that it brings. But uh, I know we kind of stray far away from the woke. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but I think like, it's all connected. I think it's it all is, connected. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It really um, is. Yeah. Just like the cancel culture. Um, People say, oh, cancel culture is getting out of hand. But everybody finds a way to cancel somebody. We see this with the butt Light situation. Uh, It's like, oh, you got this trans person up here on the butt Light. I'm like, my first instinct is, so what? Because what if they just trying to get more um people to buy their beer. They just trying to get trans people to buy their beer. It's not that they are switching up on you. It's just, they're trying to expand who they can sell beer to. Right. That's why I never
1: understood that with like the, you know, cause it's, they're always like getting mad that, that these companies are doing that. Oh, they're going well, going broke. And it's like, dude, they're just trying, this is capital. You support capitalism, right? Like this is capitalism. Mm. That's what, that's how this works. I mean, it's almost like what the, somebody I was talking to, I think it was a, a school teacher was telling me that, Uh, You know, so I was talking about Ron DeSantis and I was like, hey, he, you know, he he made a bill basically saying that if anybody is offended by a book, no more of that book, right? You can just, all you got to do is say you're offended by it, call them up and be like, hey, no more of that book. And they were like, you know, she responded by saying, well, you know, there's all these classic stories and they're editing the books. You know, they're taking out like, you know, the one said that the lady's face was like a horse face or something. And so they like took that out. Now she just has like a face face or something. Right, it it's kind of sounds. Seems like you know, and she's like, so they're like, basically, she was saying that you guys do it too, you know, the left censors as well, but there wasn't any law <laughs> that said that they had to do that. That was a company selecting themselves to decide yeah. to takes it so that they could sell books, which is capitalism, which she supports <laughs> because she's a conservative, but yet she's against that, uh, you know, aspect of uh, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's, I think, you
0: know, uh I heard about the whole don't get don't say gay bill and uh I don't think it's called a don't say gay bill, it's called something else. Um and I've heard people debating Stop woke act. Yeah <laughs> I, I, I've heard people debating the difference, like it doesn't say that and it doesn't say this. I I, I I plainly put it like this, right? Look, they elected Ron DeSantis as governor of Florida. If if Ron DeSantis wants to implement certain policies or whatever that's what they voted for. If you don't like it, if you didn't vote for Don DeSantis and it's, it's a big enough issue for you, like I said, choose a different community. I'll get the hell out of Florida. I, like, I like the fact that yeah. people are moving around. and tra- Now, I know people are going to say everybody can't just pick up and move i yeah. understand this is my hometown man this is where i was bred you know i was born and raised here and i gotta yeah. leave because of a psycho fucking day <laughs> hey. hey. but that's life i mean that's yeah. life just... that's democracy yeah. that's what people want people want the majority to be able to vote in who they want to run their state that's, that's the world we live in i'm sorry that it ain't everybody's not going to be happy right you can't make everybody happy if you can't move move if you can't I'm sorry. What 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 else am I supposed to tell you? Yeah. I mean, it just sucks that let me just say that it
1: sucks that politics have turned into purposefully making people unhappy and, you know with through law, you know, with their but power, that,
0: the, it's the other just way around. To be let's, an say, asshole. <laughs> let, let, let's say Ron DeSantis did the opposite. Let's say Ron DeSantis said, Hey, I I think all of these books are great, and I think I'm gonna write a law that says that you have to have to accept these books into the, the school criteria. Then he just made all the other people upset somebody's right. going to yeah. be upset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that
1: yeah. is, you're right. I mean, if especially when it comes to school and like what we teach and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I think
0: that. competition works. Um, If you piss off enough people in your state and they decide to move away, we see this in different states where people decide, I don't like what they're doing, I'm going the hell away. States really self-correct themselves when they notice that they are harming their state by imposing certain laws and restrictions. And that's why I like state competition because I get to choose and when people start taking their money and their skills to other states because you're being a dick then you're either going to have to vote him out and get a different person in there if you want your state to be strong and have the you know the skilled people to be there and want to be there and spend right. their hard-earned cash there.
1: Um, it's true. That's sort of happening with Disney right now too. So it's I don't, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll play see. the game. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> he definitely lost in that battle. <laughs> I mean, just recently, anyway. Yeah, play the Probably yeah play the, war, but.
0: <laughs> play the game. Like I said, when 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 the whole Disney thing was going down, I just was like, okay, Disney is a what a multi-billion-dollar company. I'm like, Disney. I don't know why you're going back and forth with Ron DeSantis. If you don't like it, leave the state. Take your money elsewhere. And, and, and if Florida cares enough and it hits them hard enough, they may decide to work with you. If not, New York or whoever is be more than willing to have you. I'm 100% fine for that. And I don't think it's going to end up in like red states versus blue states and everybody's going to end up divided. I think I hope not, man. That it, I know it's not because money talks bullshit walks a thousand miles. So I know that once certain governors realize that they're losing a drastic amount of income. By implementing certain policies, they're going to change their minds.
1: True. Yeah, I I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right about that. Cause uh, yeah, wear and it, and you're right because it is like even within like blue or red states, you always have the enclaves to the opposite. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. always gonna have like little sections. Of, like I mean, what Texas has like Austin, right? That's yeah. just like the te- the atheist capital of the country, <laughs> whatever, Yeah. <right>? yeah.
0: <laughs> so like uh, I'm. And Some people are stubborn. Some people are like, no, we're going to stay here and we're going to fight. And kudos to them for fighting against the power. Uh, me, myself, personally, if I feel like I uh, I can't fight the power, I'm just going to go to a community that welcomes my ideas. And I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I have the ability to do so. Not everybody does, but I do. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. but I'm going
1: to stay and fight, man. I'm going to stay and fight. And <laughs>
0: stay and fight the good fight, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I just feel like um. Everybody wants to be the hero. I'm not the hero. Like I never claim to be the hero. Every like all of these content creators, they 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 think they're the hero in the story. Like, oh, I'm gonna tell y'all how it really is. I'm exposed the truth, and I'm gonna put the smackdown on my opponents. You're not the hero, bro. You're not the hero. No, you're one guy with a certain audience. And you're only basically preaching to the choir, and somebody else with just as much audience as you is doing the same exact thing, and we get nowhere. It's a stalemate, right yeah, you know, so um uh, so like feel
1: I feel like my tactic is more just like like it, it is a preaching to the choir type thing, but it's just to, for comedy's sake, you know I'm just gonna make fun of these people, and hopefully that uh People will have to block me. That's it. <laughs> I can't change yeah, my, I, I, I Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think comic books took down the KKK, helped take down the KKK, just by having superhero beat up KKK members and stuff like that. So No shit, and, that's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it, it can work. Now, I got another video. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, we got a video about, uh, this one is from Vice News. It says, we ask conservatives at CPAC what woke means. Let's see how this turns out to get back on. I think we're having a good conversation, so I don't think nobody would mind that we kind of veered off. Yeah, you know. that's all right. Yeah, let's see how this video goes. This came out a month ago, so hopefully that's recent enough. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, let's get it.
3: If you've been paying attention to politics really at all in the last few years, you know that Republicans are
1: obsessed
3: with a certain word.
1: Wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic hands down.
0: You know uh <laughs> I love it. Based on how you describe something can really make it either worse or less like. If you say they're obsessed, that 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 means they're just just overly committed to something, all right? Uh Yeah. They well, we could say
1: they're passionate about, right? They did the one step <laughs>
0: And it, it is a buzzword. It is it's definitely mainstream Republican uh, talking point. Uh, you know,
1: right. It
0: is. Most yeah. of us
3: know that woke is a term created by black Americans, and it basically means being aware of what's going on around you, especially when it comes to issues of race and social justice. But last week, some of the most committed ultra MAGA supporters got together for CPAC, the annual conservative.
0: Committed ultra MAGA supporters. I don't like nobody that supports Donald Trump consider themselves a committed MAGA supporter. It's hmm. the, the very least I would ask is at least try to identify people how, how they identify. Most most Republicans don't consider themselves MAGA, like MAGA. They consider themselves conservative Republicans who think Donald Trump is doing what's best for the country. That's really how they see themselves. Okay. Yeah. Like but like, how would you
1: just? I mean, because I would say like that's almost like my family, right? Uh, but like, I would say there's a difference between my family and those people like at the, the you know January 6th, like waving flags and stuff like that. Like, what, yeah, but like, like, people are
0: more. Uh, it, I, I I think those people would say they would definitely represent MAGA. They would say, "Hey, I'm MAGA," you know what I mean? Uh, but they it's are just. I'll give you
1: that for sure. They
0: are nowhere near the majority. People got to remember there are 350 million Americans in this country, which of most Americans don't even give a damn about politics.
1: Right. That is true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we we have a hard time getting people to even vote. And then within the people who do vote, there's even a smaller group of people who are like January 6th um, going up in the Capitol or anything of that sort. And that's but,
1: almost the game, right? It's like, there's all these people that don't care. And like, how can
0: we get these motherfuckers
1: to care? Let's freak them. How can we freak them out this time? <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> like, how can we worry them, yeah. you know, to get them to the polls? You know? Exactly.
0: Let's scare them into the polls because fear works like no, no, none other. <laughs> On
1: both sides too. It real, That's a both sides thing for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Conservative conference where definitions of this term were murky.
0: I think the woke today are basically the ones who buy to the mainstream dominant narrative of that everything's a uh, identity oriented, virtue signaling position to have a different position of power. That whole narrative, I, don't, I mean, I, I think that's, people who genuinely believe that are basically brainwashed. Wokery
3: is part of the Marxist agenda, along with ESG, along with the
0: 1619
1: movement and and blm what do you think Say what What was esg did, did he, he said something was esg
0: yeah i think that's uh i think it's like a social credit score or something or something like that that they've been talking about where um companies are implementing the social credit where uh businesses will be judged based on how uh environmentally friendly they are and how social they are to the social issues like LGBT rights and stuff. Like they're giving them a score. Uh, I've heard this. Oh, wow.
1: I never yeah, I've never heard of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I might have the term wrong. I mean, ESG may mean something else, but I think that's what he's referring to because I know that people who buy into the great reset theory that, you know, new world order type situation. And um, also I heard Jordan Peterson talk about these social credit scores, um, that they're trying to implement on the stock market and different companies and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay,
1: cool. I had no idea. That's so interesting. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, i tell you, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I've seen, like, I've been in conversations on the left where people start throwing out terms. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm like, like, I didn't know what a turf was until, like, what, maybe a year ago? I was like, a turf? It was like trans exclusionary radical feminists. I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's a word." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." And like I have I say to say,
1: grass or something like grass. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you... like
1: fake grass. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, happening. you
0: you gotta be hip to the lingo to let people know that you're a part of the, the, the group. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get it. I think that this the um.
1: An attack on regular family values that have been consistently themed in this in the the United States for hundreds of years. I'm
3: a mom, and so for me, woke is probably a little bit different than just the the huge general population. I think more about my children and schools that they're in, and children are now coming home and thinking that they have to accept things that maybe we didn't teach in our family or in our home. So everything is it's just being disruptive. Even if nobody is a 100- hundred. I right, just
1: so, <laughs> that was just yeah. like my family, man. That's why they homeschooled me. <laughs> like, don't tell him anything. Like, you know, he's yeah. we got him chained to the wall right now so he
0: can't know things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I really don't like this idea that schools and education is just involved in this political conversation. It's
1: not because people like school should be school regardless if you're a christian muslim atheist like it should all facts are facts you know what i mean like yeah, it just, should all just be you know that's why we can't have like a christian schooling you know what i mean like thing cuz they're going to their facts are not going to be the same for if a muslim was in that class right you know so yeah. it's like like science is science regardless of what religion or belief system you are you know a part of you know yeah
0: we we got to have these certain institutions that are Immune to political whims and culture fights because it's like okay now sports has become political education has become political where can I go and just not have to involve myself with politics?
1: Yeah, nowhere. It's bleeding into everything. <laughs> That's that ultra polarization, you know.
0: Yeah, um, some people say that this is due to the 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 lack of religion that politics has become the new. Um, way that we bond and we find our tribes and, you know, organize ourselves into some kind of community. That's how we are finding community based on politics instead of like religious values or, you know, uh, I I don't necessarily, I, I do know that the lack of a religion does create a form of community issue when it comes to a lot of people, not everybody. But like when you went to your local church every Sunday or, you know, two, three times out of the week, your friends went to that church. That's who you probably went to school with. You know, you spent a lot of time there with Sunday school or whatever the case may be. And now it's like, okay, well, we have our phones. We have social media. We don't really need to interact with one another. And like it could could be a lack of religious conviction and church going and also a combination of isolation due to the technology that you don't longer have to really interact with people.
1: Right. Which so is not good. You know, we, we are social creatures. We're supposed to be around other people. You know, yeah, and I, yeah I think you're right that it, it, it. Yeah. The sense of community getting lost is you're right. We're just going to keep finding divider line. But I feel like religion does that anyway. Like Christians like do this all the time. You know, it, that's why so many churches split up because they're like, well, he read Revelation and he didn't translate the seven headed dragon. Right. And so right. we all got to go. You know, because our we're gonna start our denomination like over here. So that that's like putting up a really arbitrary line. Like you guys already agree, you agree on everything, and then he reads one passage like fuck this place, we're out, we're starting the, our own thing.
0: The reason I think politics is a worse thing than the religion thing is because politics is about power,
1: and it's, it's on a, purpose. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah,
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. It's it's about we, we're talking about guns and like military, we're talking about like real world power who controls and dictates what the country can do you know it's like if you if you rip away from my church and go start your own church we may not like you or what your church is teaching but we don't get the power to decide that where your church can be built and how many people can attend your church and like you know that that's when it becomes more dangerous when there's power involved
1: right and that and that's what because you got to think too like what gives them their power well getting people to the polls well what gets people to the polls pissing them off and getting them mad at the other side and polarizing them and that's so now again that's like they keep saying this but the tail's wagging the dog because like everything is now just all about that all about just pissing the people off at the other side and getting them to the polls because that's all that matters and then so the the, uh, the policies that they enact isn't aren't things that help anybody it's things that get more people to the polls which is like what desantis is doing let me just hurt the people they don't like or piss off the people they don't like and that will get more people to the polls and then you know and it's just a big cycle that just keeps on you know feeding itself back to you know like an, an eternal like negative behavior loop you know
0: yeah and i'm i'm honestly like i'm really upset with the american people because while we're sitting here bickering and fighting our politicians are getting rich and there's crony capitalism where companies are in bed with the government and everybody's doing the whims of the capitalists and I'm for capitalism I'm against crony capitalism. Right. And I think that's the biggest ball we're missing. We're fighting over gender, we're fighting over black lives matter, we're fighting over these things while bro some of our politicians go in broke and they come out millionaires. Right. What kind of racket is this?
1: Exactly. It always reminds me of that uh part of um have you ever seen the the original uh, Vacation movie, where he's like he, they go into like the bad part of town and he's like asking for directions and he does this long like distracting, like okay you're gonna go down here you're gonna make a left you're gonna do this two things. and he's like taking this long listed like very distracting uh, uh, instructions. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like stealing the, the the wheels off the car and everything. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like that's what it reminds me of. Like with our country, yeah. like we're sitting here fighting through the window with some guy outside. And meanwhile, they're stealing all the parts of the car, you know, exactly because we're arguing outside, you know, with somebody outside the window.
0: Yeah, it's smart. It's smart. And, you know, if you're willing to, if you go into politics, you're willing to play ball, we can guarantee that you'll walk out in a better position than you ever was. And all we need you to do is play ball. All we need you to do is go along, get along, play the game that we're playing. And us versus them works. It works. It works every time because, you know, what better way? to weaponize a certain set of population by giving them an enemy. You know, you can weaponize people against other people and watch them fight each other. And like, hey, y'all, let's sign this deal. Let's pass this legislation. Let's do this. And they'll never know the difference. Like, if you go down the street and you ask the average person, hey, do you know who Donald Trump is? Yes. Do you know who Joe Biden is? Yes. Do you know who Tulsa Gabbard is? Yes. You'll know who all of these people is. And then you ask him, what was the last legislation that they passed in, in Congress?
1: What did they vote? Yeah, exactly. What did they vote for? Uh, know, people be... Uh,
0: oh uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah what,
1: well what do the rest of the <laughs> democrats think they probably went that way right like it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really. that's, yeah. that's like when people i i think it was on the big bang theory it was so funny and i've always thought of this because it's exactly how i was they we were like well what do you think about like gun uh violence whatever and she's like i'm a republican what do republicans think about that <laughs> okay then they're right about that <laughs> she doesn't uh, even know <laughs> Yeah, it's like I don't know, a Republican. What do they think? that's that's crazy when you're like that. You know, that's why I appreciate. Maybe we, maybe
0: maybe we're the crazy ones, though. Maybe like maybe us taking the route that we're taking is crazy because everybody else is just we're thinking all of this through. They're getting they're they're out there in the fight, and like, (laughs) and we're we just sitting here trying to you know make heads or tails, and like, how much of an impact
1: yeah yeah, driving ourselves insane we'll be cutting off our ear like van gogh pretty soon here and
0: yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> maybe we the crazy ones
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 100% consistent in how they define it one thing you are sure to get here is a steady stream of over-the-top invective about it from the stage in fact anti-wokeness seems to be the glue that is holding an otherwise fractious gop together at the moment and the thing is GOP anti-wokeness is really just new packaging for an old idea. We Uh used to call it the culture war. And its main tenant seems to be that diversity is bad.
0: All right. I think that I think that's a misrepresentation. I really, I I think, I personally think that's a misrepresentation. Uh, Which is why, like I say, people don't understand the problem. So they can't properly diagnose, they can't properly get a solution. She thinks that. Conservatives are against diversity I don't. Really, I really don't think Conservatives are against diversity I really don't I don't think that's what At least that's not what they're saying Some people may say that they're, they're, they're trying to disguise it And trying to make it about one thing When it's really about diversity But I really think it is It's ideology I think it's ideological I think that Conservatives really do believe That People are trying to turn their kids gay People are trying to turn their kids trans I think they really do believe this and they they don't feel as if, for one, a lot of conservatives are religious. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very, I mean, they, be,
1: they believe they're cannibalizing a carpenter once a week. It does not a you know a stone too far to think that they that they're trying to turn their kids gay. You know, what I mean, they think a donkey yeah. talk man like this, this is
0: difficult to go yeah, from this to that. So you when know, you got a worldview where you you have a religious worldview that tells you that being gay is wrong, and you know uh, certain things are a sin. Like These people honestly are just trying to defend what they believe is their righteous morals. It's not about diversity. They, I don't really think most c- conservatives care about like working with black people or people of different, like gay people. I don't think that's the case at all. I think they really just feel as if this country is built on a certain set of values. And if you remove those values, the whole thing falls apart. I really think that most conservatives believe that, but they're not willing to give them that credence. That's right. the good favorable interpretation of what conservatives are arguing.
1: Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I do. And I think it is a lot of talking past each other. Like, you're right. Because like what the, the left sees is like, because so it's, it's, when you look at the both sides, if I'm going to put it down into like ultra simplicity, like you got the white straight, uh, like white straight cisgendered uh, Christian men, <laughs> you know, and those are the people that the political party is going to fight for the most, right. They're going to act like those people exist the most. Right. And then the left, Tends to be for everybody else or all the people that aren't like that don't fall squarely underneath that group. So in their minds on the left, they see it as a diverse coalition. Right. And then they see it as ideologically these this these people are against that they're against the you know all these different diversity right so it makes sense why they see it that way but you're right from within the right they don't see it that way they're not looking at they don't think of themselves as think you know looking at it that way you know
0: yeah and I don't yeah the way conservatives see liberals I don't think liberals actually see themselves that way they liberals really feel like they're trying to look out for the little guy they really feel like look we're sticking up for the little guy and this is the things we need to do to do that. And the right thinks they're pretty crazy and think that, oh, they just want to advocate for degeneracy. They want to do away with our morals and they're like evil. And like both sides are misrepresenting what both sides honestly believe, or at least the perspective that they feel like they're coming at it from. Like, like, for example, liberals, for example, I think that liberals have gotten so much into diversity that they can come off as anti-white. It gives that impression. You know like yeah. you know people make jokes about you won't see straight white heterosexual couples anymore on tv or on ads and stuff like that you're going to see a mixed race or a gay couple and yeah. like in a way if i was a white guy a conservative white guy damn right like you're trying to erase us or try to you're, you're trying to make it seem as if we don't exist even though we're the majority in this country
1: right. and
0: you know they can't and in, they can't imagine or fathom why a white conservative man would think something like that.
1: Right? Yeah, and it's because I think a lot of this goes down to, especially with the white thing, uh, because whiteness isn't actually a thing. It's a not a thing, right? <laughs> like it's a, it's like <laughs> atheist. Like you're not a religion. You're an atheist, right? You're, you know, you don't believe it. And white is just that. You're not a person of color. That's why it sounds so weird when people say they're proud of it. Because then it's like, I'm proud to not be those weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> that's why it sounds weird like that. And so to say that they're like, even white culture, like, which one? <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean? Like, fucking Swedish? Yeah. Like, what? Like Exactly, so which one? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know. whiteness isn't actually a thing. It's a sort of a category of a bunch of things, you know, that, uh, but really it's uh, just not being a thing, you know, not being a person of color. Yeah,
0: you know? and one thing, one thing I would argue, and I think that if the left, I think that the left has to get rid of this if they're ever going to try to bridge uh the, the divide. And it's this idea that people are responsible for what their ancestors did. Well, your ancestors owned slaves and they manipulated, they did this, that, and third. So we feel like you should, you know, have to you should have to somehow pay reparations or give back to the people. I I to me, even if that is true. Which I don't think it is, but I think that it's a losing argument. I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make me pay for something I didn't do. I, I'm just not gonna do it. You know, if some guy came to me and said, "Hey, your great great granddaddy beat up my great great granddaddy, caused him to lose his job that day, and we've been poor ever since." I think you should pay me some money. I'm not.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a losing argument, and even if if it's true, it still is not going to ever convince anybody on the opposite side to go along with it
1: yeah i think with that one honestly because i've had this conversation with a lot of people you know saying you know t- basically making that exact like i didn't do it and i mean i would even say that i didn't do it my family were like uh, some people don't know, even know who their family
0: was right
1: yeah. yeah but even mine like i mine actually was like we know that on the one side of my family they were southern they did have a uh you know uh you know had slaves and all this other stuff right and uh so I'm t- talking to my family, you know, we're like, hey, uh, you know, like, but we, you know, we our my grandparents did that. Like, do we have to pay money? I'm like, to me, in my mind, no, you don't have to take responsibility for something that you didn't do, obviously, right? But we can like try to do a better job from here on out, right? And like yeah. use taxes yeah. to like fix stuff that is that's uneven. How, that's you know? how you
0: frame it. That it's the framing that's the biggest issue. It it's like who was coming up with some of these ideas? Like. I would, I would simply say, hey, there are a number of people amongst us who are struggling. People are poor. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, because some people had slave owners in their family and still poor to this day, right? So no. it, yeah. it shouldn't matter about who we're helping as long as we're helping the people who need help. And if that just so happens to be 60% of black people, that's just a byproduct of who needs the help. But if you frame it as an inclusive, everybody who is suffering from this problem gets help. I don't see how anybody can like be against that.
1: Yeah, I actually agree. I think that we should have like you know uh, more safety nets just for poor people in general, and that would help correct some of the uh, some some of the uh, income inequality that we got going on. Because you're right, it the the black community is like very uh, you know they're more impacted by this inequality, of course. But like you're right, like there's tons of white people that are down there as well that need yeah. the help too. So yeah, I think if we could just bring up that bottom line. You know, I I think everybody would would you know do and that. The, you know,
0: and the, yeah, this is my thing. I'm a, I'm I'm like compromised. There are going to be conservatives who listen to this and be like, "Why would we ever like imp, like implement all these so, social safety nets or whatever case may be?" Right? And myself, firstly, I'm not 100 percent for safety nets all the time, but I would say this: if we're going to do social safety nets. Let's put some restrictions on it to kind of apply some pressure for those people to get their lives together. It can't just be open-ended social safety nets. It has to be attached to something. Like, uh, if we're going to give you food stamps and welfare, or Section 8, whatever the case may be, we expect for you to be making progress. We want to see you, you know, you know, slowly working your way up to becoming a productive citizen in society and self-reliable. We have to put some kind of restrictions on it. And I think that the biggest problem is we want to just give people stuff with no strings attached. And I think we can do both. Let's meet in the middle. Let's say, hey, okay, I may not want to get social safety us You do. Let's do that. But at some point, there has to be a cutoff. Like we have to tell people, hey, we're going to give you help, and you're going to use this help to become self reliant.
1: Right. And I I agree with you. I just think that too that like when it comes to those things, it's I, it's it's really expensive because you got to take a multi prong uh, stab at it. Like because you if you're going to give people housing. Then you need to also offer and say that you can't drink there or whatever. You can't be an alcoholic and live it. Okay, well then now we got to solve a second problem. Now we got to solve mental health issues as it relates to addiction because poverty just breeds addiction because we're all freaking out trying to, you know, all trying to like, uh, you know, calm ourselves back down and give ourselves something to do when we don't have anything. And that's just drugs. Like you're always that's always going to be the case for extremely yeah. low poverty.
0: I want. Uh, I want. Yeah, I want. I want to. You know, some smart people to get in a room, come up with the key target areas that we can focus on to lift people up and give them a chance to being self-reliant and being uh, productive members of society. Because the more members you have in society who are living up to their fullest potential, the more people you have working on hard problems and solving issues. And I'm 100% for that. Now, I don't always buy that social safety nets will solve an issue. Like we, We put a war on poverty decades ago. And we're still here talking about poverty. So it's not necessarily about social safety nets. It's about effective social safety nets. And right. we have to do the hard work to figure out what those actually look like.
1: Yeah. And, and I think a big, like, honestly, I think more so than, I mean, housing is a big one. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I think more so than that, uh, mental health. We got to do something. Like, because people can't help themselves if they can't figure out how. I was, like, in that boat. I wasn't raised... You know, in a way, like I was just like the main thing that I was taught was like, if you Jesus really hard and do Jesus the best, you're gonna be fine. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be out there, you're gonna have a house, you're gonna have a family, you're gonna be doing great. But like, that's not true. <laughs> Obviously, that did not work, right? Yeah. And so I was completely unprepared to uh, handle reality in the world. And when I got out working, I was just looking at my paychecks, going, "This is fucking impossible. There's no way I can you, you know mm-hmm. use this amount of money." To... But I didn't have the mental health that I needed, you know. And I didn't have access to certain things. So like resources in my mind is not just housing, not just giving free stuff. It's also like helping people with their mental health and things like that. Cause that will keep people from helping themselves. If they can't figure out how it doesn't mean they're stupid. They just might have a condition like ADHD is a nut. Like that seems like such a simple, small thing, but it can derail somebody's life because they can't figure out how to just sit down and do the fucking bills. You know, they can't get themselves to do something that simple. You know, because of the, a condition they have. So it's like if we can, I think, uh, attack those types of problems first, you know, then the housing and stuff like that, I think, will uh, fall into place. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot, well, a lot of what we're doing is just giving resources. Just, OK, here's a, here. We're just going to have a house for everybody to live in. Uh, you can't drink there. You can't do drugs there. Uh, you can't do anything. But, uh, but hey, it's available for you guys. And then we wonder why nobody. Does You know, does well with yeah. it or they're trying we, to hide that they're drinking and stuff
0: because we didn't yeah. do anything about the drinking and drug use. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do it like yeah. a buddy, a buddy system. You know, once you go through the, the process and you get yourself together, maybe you 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 dedicate. OK, uh, as part of your condition to getting through this process and us helping you as a society to get where you need to go. Well, maybe you should turn around and dedicate some of your time to helping the people who are going through the process that you went through. You know, right. maybe that can be a condition. You donate six hours or, you know, 12 hours out the week or whatever to check on that person and make sure they're not doing drugs and drinking, being able to answer your phone to talk to them. Like we can we can set it up in a way that we give to you. And then when you get where you need to go, you give back as well.
1: You yeah, you take the you bring the next person along. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I know- it justifies itself.
1: Right. And and you're right. And that is like almost because, I mean, you see that works. Pr- well, we actually don't know how well it works at AA. But from what I understand, <laughs> that is the most helpful part of AA is you got you don't have judgment from the people that are trying to help you. Right. Because mm-hmm. that that judgment does kind of fuck with your head a bit. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're looking down on me. They think I'm immoral for just not having, you know, I've done some kind of. Uh, unforgivable crime of being poor you know yeah and and, because a lot of people do treat them like that so it's you you understand why they think that way and so if you but like with your system what you're talking about you kind of get rid of that judgment because it's people that were just there so yeah i actually agree with you uh 100
0: on that and i would say that somebody probably can hear what we're saying and say that makes no sense and these are the reasons why we're spitballing here We're, we're, we're just trying to throw out you know, possibly good ideas. I'm pretty sure when you get down to the details, the devil is in it. So, uh, you know, just spitballing, trying to, you know, come up with a few ideas that I don't think has been practically presented, or at least people are not giving it enough attention.
1: Right, yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get it. We will
1: teach our values and promote our history and our traditions to our children. We will, in other words, be proud of our country again.
0: And it's CPAC. It's- That's another thing. Uh, I don't, I feel like it's taboo on the left for people to say they love America and they're proud to be American. Hmm. I do
1: I, 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 th- I could see, I see what you're, where you're you're coming from for sure. Uh, I don't, I say I love America. I'm, you know, uh, it's almost like with uh, like science and stuff. Like you gotta be able to acknowledge that it could be wrong for us to, but, but we, I love, you know, I love the country, but I want it to be better, you know, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm proud to be an American, and I love this country. But uh, that doesn't mean that I think that it's perfect or, you know, I'm going to look at it with rose-colored shades. Just yeah, because, because, because
0: honestly, good. if you see somebody drive by you with an American flag on their car, you're probably going to automatically assume that's a conservative. True. And yeah. it shouldn't be that way. You know, like, I want to see liberals be, you know – because the flag can mean something different for everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, and yep. I, I just wanted to get back to the moment where everybody can just hold an American flag and, and say, I'm an American. I may be different than you. I may see different problems, but that's the beauty of America. I'm offering my diverse opinions and participating in this dream. It's a, it's, a, it's still an experiment, in my opinion. We, we, we've only been around, what, 300-something years? yeah you know so like less that's the most <laughs> yeah most other countries are way far older than we are so uh people have to you know we got to be able to bond over something at, at least at the bare minimum we can say hey we all agree on these basic fundamentals right now let's let's go from there yeah you know i mean
1: yeah have some common ground and we i think for the most part we do we're just being told that we don't so often that we forget it you know what i mean True.
3: (laughs) It's easy to think that, quote, the war on woke is America's main issue. But out in the real world, most Republicans think that their leadership isn't focusing on what matters most, the economy. It's not clear if anti-wokeness is the winning strategy that some Republican officials think it is. When I see the state of politics right now and kind of what's on the ballot for 2024, topics like woke are just a complete distractor from actual issues. Homelessness is up, people are out of jobs. People are struggling to pay the bills. Gas prices are up. Those are the issues that I care about. I feel it's very disingenuous to say that the most important issue is whether or not we're putting a transgender bathrooms. Republicans were running this idea for like the past, like what, three, four election cycles? Look how that turned out.
0: GOP voters are hungry for an election. Yeah, I just don't think that it's, I don't think unless a a significant amount of People who vote left are now becoming on the right. I don't see how this is a winning issue. Um, I really don't. Um, now, there are people who are always going to say, well, the economy is the main issue. I don't really think the economy is, is as important as it is. Like It's easy to always refer to the economy. Like If, if you want to sound intellectual, you can always say, well, we need to be focusing on poverty. And, and But I honestly don't think that most Americans are starving right? There are Americans starving, right? There, there are Americans homeless, but I don't think that's majority of people. Um, what I think the most important issue right now in America is healing the divide, putting people in office who are going to actually work with the opposite side to analyze these issues and fix them. I'm more concerned about what type of people we're electing more than any other thing right now when it comes to the problems we have in America. we We have politicians just smearing each other. Just telling complete opposite narratives, getting rich. I think that the biggest problem America faces right now is the, the stock of our politicians.
1: Yeah, yeah, the money in politics is really fucked. Like, and you had brought up brought up uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, before, and the one, I actually did like him a lot at first, but it was so it, it was one of those like really eye opening things when he he got on the stage when it was when you know it was uh, during the primaries. And they they said like who wants to do Medicare for all right, and he stood there with everybody else, and everybody said we all support Medicare for all. Well, he got as soon as he got a super PAC from the insurance companies, he completely changed his tune and went, oh no, no, we're not. I'm not for Medicare. I want. I'm for a choice, which a choice doesn't mean anything other than. Rich people don't want poor people to have the same shit that they get, and they don't think they deserve it. And that's what, that's who I'm listening to. You know what I mean? And so that's where I was just like, holy shit, we got to get money out of here, man. Cause like nobody can actually think. They can't think because they're like, here's what to think, and here's some money for it. Like that's not how it should work.
0: (laughs) You know, that's insane. Yeah. But the question is the people who are have integrity, they want to stay the hell away from politics because they know that. It's not a world they want to inhabit. So we kind of stuck in this binary situation to where our politics only attract a certain type of person. But on the other hand, the people that it should attract, they don't have an incentive to actually go into it.
1: Right. That's why you're always wondering, like, this is the best we got in fucking America. Like, this is it. This is where we're at here. And yeah. And because you're like, yeah, because the the actually intelligent people, you know, they're off working for, you know, you know, a a sociologist or some shit, you know, like actually doing work in that regard. But yeah, that's
0: right. Well, then I guess as a citizen of America, then I guess it's our job to, as citizens to decide to band together and decide like no more of this type of politician. And we have to, we have to signal to these brilliant minds and the people who are going to be the best and have integrity. We got to let them know that it's okay for them to come over. That we're not going to drag them through the mud, you know what I mean? Like we, the American citizen, can be brutal on politicians. You gotta have a real thick skin or not give a fuck, right? You know. <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who? I mean, it's a two. It, it, it's many ways you can uh skin a skin a cat, and I think we just need to start looking at the different ways we as citizens can start making it easier for some of these people to actually want to run.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And just like start start supporting people that
0: want money out, you know, of uh, politics, actually. You know. Yeah. The, the question is, can we really vote the people in that's against the money and then be sure they're not gonna fall victim to the money? Uh, maybe some people go into politics with the good intentions and then it becomes too seductive. Money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're like, We'll pay you these millions if you just uh, you know, support power changes. You. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> exactly.
0: So who knows, it might be a bug, it might be a feature, we don't know.
1: Right, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of think it's a feature to be honest, but. <laughs> sucks in that regard, cause like, I don't know how to get rid of it. But, <laughs> know, like, uh, yeah.
3: For a win, and at least some of the elected officials we ran into at CPAC are more keen to talk about what they're up to in Congress. I gave my speech about the border, I gave my speech about the oversight agenda uh, and about the work that we have to do to make sure that our government isn't weaponized. So I tried to give a really substantive policy speech about th- those matters. Okay. We're focused on
0: reducing crime. We're focused on reducing inflation. We believe we have inflation because Washington spent too much money. But the big priority is is trying to get uh, the border secure.
3: And that's more important than wokeness, you probably think.
0: Well, yeah, I, absolutely. We, we're concerned about reducing inflation. We're concerned. Uh yeah, so like there, there like there's a different level of stock depending on the politician you're talking about in the Republican Party, uh, and that that shit he's talking about right there that that ain't gonna get no play. Uh,
1: no. no, I'm well. I mean the the border like you're because a lot of, again, probably it, people are the people are simple and they have simple things that they that annoy them and. Unfortunately, bigotry is a big part of that. And so if you can get like, you know, you could say like how oh, we need a border wall and stuff like that, will get a, a good amount of people just because they're naturally inclined to not want people that they don't want in their country, in their country, right? So I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: but I, I I would argue that some of it's justified now. Um if you live in a border town or something like that, and you know, you deal with illegal immigration a lot. I mean, I can understand why a person would, you know, want to feel as if their country's secure. Um, but yeah, no, I think the same, you're
1: right. Yeah. yeah just, our system's definitely not good. We definitely need to update yeah. our system. We'll put yeah, it just in general,
0: I want I don't want to make people go through hell to become an American citizen or to get in the country. But at the same time, I do want them to go through a process to get in. That's that's just, that's the bare minimum. Mask. I don't want people to just be able to walk in. But I also want people to feel as if they should be able to go through the process and it's not going to give them hell trying to try get in. So if you make it, if you make the process fair and easier, more and more people will decide to go through the process instead of trying to try sneak in. Cause once you sneak in, you got a whole other issue of like not getting caught by the law and not being able to work certain jobs. And like, that's a whole different kind of worms. So uh, I, I, to me, I just don't see how any of this is hard to fix
1: no it really shouldn't be as hard as we're making it you know but I think because of the culture war shit that, get, that that gets thrown like into it to when we're trying to do reasonable policy it gets hijacked you know by these these culture war like uh you know people that yeah. just show up and just start talking about like nonsense you know <laughs> and yeah. making it so we can't do anything it almost just stalemates us you know because again we're talking past each other and so are they in in Congress you know and it's just a mess, <laughs> you know.
0: I know. All right. Let's get it. <laughs> we're about uh, we're concerned about reducing
1: crime, which would mean securing the border, and uh, we're concerned about the government being
3: involved in in trying to change the way people think. Just how anti-woke a candidate should be is something that will be tested in the upcoming primaries. But the person who is making a pretty successful attempt at honing in on the, quote, woke mind virus, Ron his DeSantis. words, not ours, is someone who wasn't the <laughs> at CPAC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. DeSantis has made anti-wokeness his political brand by signing the Don't Say
0: Gay Bill. See, this is the problem I have with the media. It's yeah. like. Just tell the truth. If it's as bad as you say it is, you shouldn't have to dress it up. Right. Use the name the bill says and explain in the bill what you have against it in as clear as language. Put the language up there and let people decide for themselves by reading it what's the proper conclusion to come from. We know it's not called the Don't Say Gay Bill, but they they anointed it as such. And now the media is using that phrase?
1: They're just calling it that. Like, I mean, really, I mean, to me, the the actual name is not much better. I don't know why they, because it's the Stop Woke Act. It makes
0: it's no literally sense. literally what we're
1: talking about in the video is wokeness, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's like just, it's called the Stop Woke Act. Like, just say that. And it's just small things like this that are going to stop most conservatives from even looking at this, like, going further in a video like this. Because, like, when well, you're not even, yeah, I'm going to say fake news or bias. I can easily dismiss this. And it's not something that is hard to fix. Just tell the truth.
1: I mean, and technically the the outcome of the bill is this, uh, you know, to a degree, like it says he can't teach anybody that uh, about uh, gay, you know, sexual orientation or gender identity until they're 10 years old. I think it's 10 years old or what's age appropriate so if a parent just decides that their 17 year old shouldn't have learned that gay people exist whatever they can still call and get the teacher in trouble so it technically is
0: the same thing but only an outcome i'm gonna have to (laughs) read this bill because i i I keep hearing different things from different people about this bill and i i didn't look into it because i personally don't live in florida i just like (laughs) it's not my problem but um I probably need to look into it because I've heard two different arguments uh, about it. And some people are saying, oh, it, it opens the door for uh, like some of the things that you're saying to happen. And then some people are saying, no, that's not exactly what's going to happen. That's not how the bill allows it to work or whatever. There are certain things put in place that I don't know. I, I, look, I, I can sit here and take your word for it, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to just no, try out th- agree with you. And then people will be like, oh, look here and." and it. You know,
1: no, re- go ahead. No, like, seriously, don't don't take my word for it. Just I mean, I would say read the bill uh, and okay. also, not only read the bill, but look how it's been used, because that's very important because the so bill has been already
0: used. been using it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's been used to keep people from being able to. So like if a kid goes, why does Toby have two dads? You can't answer, <laughs> you know, because if you say because sometimes men love men and that's OK the the value judgment of saying that's okay is what will offend somebody else in the in the classroom and then that teacher gets in trouble and they get fined and it's a whole thing you know <laughs> so but but again don't take my word for it read the bill you know and see how it's been implemented i, I could be mistaken you know and so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just wanted to put that caveat out there for anybody who might be saying oh i didn't like i didn't know what's in the bill and i'm just Accepting everything you're saying, you could be 100% right. I just I don't know. And you know, I know my viewers are probably going to be like, Is that and like I said, they're mostly conservative. So I just want to put that out there. Like, I don't know what the bill says. So
1: I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to like ask, uh, Is there any way I could use the (laughs) restroom? I'm like,
0: Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm a content creator, I keep people entertained. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) good. Thanks. Uh Yeah, so this don't, gay, don't say gay bill signed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is, uh, I've heard different different things about it. I didn't read the bill because I didn't feel like I needed to read the bill because, like I said, I'm not living in Florida. Um, that's not my issue. That's Florida's issue. Um, some people thought the bill was a great bill. Some people think it, it wasn't. But I also see the the divide between the two. It's mostly people on the left saying that the bill says don't say gay. There's mostly people on the right saying that it doesn't. Um, And it's just like vaccines. It's just like uh, so many different other issues. People have their own interpretation of it. But like I said, I have to read the bill myself and come to my own conclusion because that's the proper way to do things. And I just feel as if sometimes uh, when you get into a conversation like this and discussions, some people are going to read something and know something that you don't. And I'm not in a position to say, yeah, I agree with you or no, I disagree with you, you know, and that's the right way to go about it. Uh, But I do think that Ron DeSantis is uh, building a lot of momentum. I think that he's probably losing some steam the longer he waits to jump into the race. So uh, that's something that to be on the lookout for. Um, But if it comes to Ron DeSantis running for office, I think that Ron DeSantis has a, has a, a great following, a great chance. I think he's been highly effective in the things that he's trying to accomplish in Florida. And people in Florida seem to like him and they voted for him in much higher rates than they did the first time. So um, apparently he's doing something that people are resonating with in Florida. Uh, at least the majority is. So do it that as you will. But I hope you all enjoy this conversation. Uh, we'll probably be wrapping it up soon after this video is up but also while we're at it if you're watching you made it this far kudos to you make sure you subscribe like follow wherever you're listening uh, make sure you know write a comment let me know what you think about some of the subjects that we're touching on and while you're at it uh definitely go check out the merch store the Javier lobby merch store it's in the link is in the description below go get you some no tribe there's the new tribe merch or get you some music uh, merch that i've created if you're into the music I got my boy back here with me, so we gonna finish this conversation. But yeah, uh, make sure y'all go check out the merch store. All right, we are back. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> right, that gave me a chance to kind of explain my position on the don't gay, don't say gay bill. But I will look into it and actually find out what this bill is saying.
1: Right? Yeah, it's because it, it can easily be misrepresented. It's just one of those things that it's explained in a way. I mean, the bill puts it in a particular way so yeah. that it can be used in a lot of it just it, it makes it purposefully vague so it can be applied you know quite broadly as far as I yeah
0: i mean if ron de made a bill that is unpopular in florida then people will vote him out next time or they'll put apply enough pressure people call and you know people start protesting or whatever they put enough pressure on him he might change the bill uh i don't i don't live in florida i, I i'm i have no business telling florida people what they should vote for or whatever i just I don't know why we have to jump on every state issue. I, like I don't go trying to tell people in California how to live. They right. vote for yeah. who they vote for because that's what they want. Right. Uh, and really, our
1: brains are not equipped to, like, especially like the like world politics now and everything. You know, like our brains aren't yeah. meant for that. We're meant for a community of like. I Don't know 100 to 200 people and be a yeah, small tribe, yeah.
0: I can't go we're... in my neighbor's house and tell him how to run his house, and I'm trying to tell a whole nother state what they should do, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> Without <laughs> any idea how we how that state functions and how that community works and everything, yeah.
0: Yeah, I heard, I heard a joke one time where they said uh, a man saw a kid eat uh, like a 12 year old kid eating a bunch of candy, and he was like, Hey, man, you shouldn't be eating all that candy, and the kid said. Oh, well, my daddy lived to be 110, and he was, like, eating the candy? And he was, like, no, minding his damn business. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, like, <laughs> that's good. <You> know <laughs> I mean? Like, that's
2: brilliant. Oh, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> that's excellent.
3: Banning CRT in Florida classrooms and going after Disney. And starting this month, Florida is expected to pass a bunch more measures, like banning the use of preferred pronouns in K through 12 schools and scrapping gender studies and diversity programs in state universities. This University. is what turning Tony-
1: Wow, really? In universities.
0: Hey, uh, Jesus. Ron DeSantis sh- was talking this stuff before he got elected. Don't people voted him for, for they he's doing what don't people voted him in to do. Wow. That's, that's, that's what he's doing. That's what that's exactly what he's doing. Like, I mean. Uh, I really don't think he would be doing this if he felt like it was unpopular in Florida, um,
1: right? For but, the particular group, yeah, that that the votes for him, yeah. yeah, which is you know, unfortunately,
0: it seems to be the majority. Uh, yeah, here. and I mean, if he got in there and did the exact opposite of what the majority voted him in there for, then I mean, then he's just a lying piece of crap that just said what he told people lies so he can get elected. I, like I said. Should, the question is should florida get to decide how florida's run that's 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 one question you got to ask yourself yeah, yeah. and also yeah. I, I, it's, it's yeah. crazy they
1: think they can decide what gets taught in a university like i okay high school like protect the kids whatever like i at least understand that argument when it's like oh no we're going to decide that colleges can't teach shit <laughs> that's where it's just like fucking what? that's, that's, it, that's, what,
0: that's, that's what, what happens when you give the government power They're going to use the power. And while they might be using the power now because something you wanted, what's it stop 30 years from now? Some guy coming up using the same power we gave the government to do drastically different things.
1: Right. Yeah. We could just say, hey, no, you got to teach that the earth is flat
0: because some of the people here are flat earth or whatever. You know what I mean? You never know. You you don't know. That's why I'm skeptical of the government because like, yeah, let's say dude doing everything we want. But he ain't gonna be in office forever. You gotta keep right. in mind: Am I okay giving the government powers that could potentially be used against me?
1: Right. That is kind of freaky. I gotta be like, I didn't even realize that they had this amount of power. Honestly, a governor to do something like that. So you,
0: maybe, maybe he's getting the power. Who knows? Like, well, yeah,
1: maybe. I think it's <laughs> once he just does it, then we're like, okay, got the power now because <laughs> I just did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of like, we see that with presidents; they write. Like they write a lot of different um, executive orders on things, and we're like, dude, we don't know the president can even do that, right? Um, yeah, like, uh, Really? Yeah, and yeah. then yeah. and then their side defends them, and then now the other side gets to do it when they get in office.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's why it has to. It's almost like logic when we're in debates. Like it's even keeled. Like you get the same logic you use on somebody else has to be able to be used on you. It's the exactly. rules of the game. Because
0: then you're yeah, a hypocrite, you know? and nobody's gonna listen to you. So. Yeah. I
3: mean. The anti woke words into actual anti diversity policy looks like, and it might set up DeSantis nicely to tangle with former President Donald Trump.
0: DeSantis is coming out of the, the pulpit of a <laughs> the folks "Make America <laughs> <laughs> make, make, make Florida," Make America Florida.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Oh God, man, they just keep coming up with the most brandiest <laughs> things. That's I, right. Right. They got the messaging down. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't deny it, man. Them people. Well, I wish I could sell merch like some of these guys, boy. Right. Jeez Louise, that's too funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actual
0: governor right now. And by him making taking that stance against the woke as the CEO of a state, it's actually a pretty bold move. He's not sidelined like Trump is now
1: talking as a private citizen. He's making that a, a, a stance of the executive branch of government for the
0: state of Florida, It's pretty bold. I don't know what it is. I find conservative women so attractive. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is, uh, but that's just a thing. Even though my wife is not conservative at all, but uh, I don't know. Well, they're all well, blonde we're... and blue-eyed. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like the mentality of conservative women is more like uh, they're they're very. Um, how would I say they're, they're, they're less like conflicted with their partner. Like they're, they're more like, uh, Hey, I got your back. Like, we're not going to argue. We're not going to fight. Like I'm here to support you. I got your back. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not getting into the whole red pill thing or anything like that. I'm just saying that (laughs) more submissive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. More submissive. Liberal, Liberal women seem to be a little, have a little more fire in their, um, yeah, a little bit you know. Yeah, a little more resistance in their in their relationships and you know, uh I don't I don't ever want to be with a woman who doesn't have any resistance, you know what I'm saying? It's just uh depends on what level of resistance you're gonna get. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And we can end this up, we can end after this video. I'm not gonna do the second video because uh We've okay, okay. been talking almost yeah. <laughs> two hours. So. <laughs> I know. You realize it would go the hell. <laughs> I'm Michael Liermont, you know? editor. Oh, that's actually the end of the video. But, oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I
1: I think I agree with you that like some of the stuff that they the way they represented it wasn't the best. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess Vice is a very left leaning, uh, you know, group. Yeah.
0: And even even if they're not left leaning, when you make mistakes, like let's just say it was honestly a mistake. It was, uh. You're just giving credit to the people who already feel like you're biased. And and once people have decided you're biased, they're not going to ever give you a chance to redeem yourself.
1: Yeah, they you know shut I mean? down. They'll shut down right away. You're part of the conspiracy. That's why it makes it so like to, talking to conspiracy theorists so difficult because they will say you're in on it like that, you know. Oh, you're in the conspiracy, theory, you know, and then they just shut down. You're just a shill, you know. And yeah. But the same thing happens like what you're saying
0: yeah, yeah. sometimes you just got to out-conspiracy or conspiracy theorists. And then you're like, you think we went to the moon? I'm like, bro, you believe in the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see how far we go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> 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 then you start to see how you sound to, to other people. You know Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, just start talking about flat earth and reptilian humanoids.
0: Uh, <laughs> you just take that shit to 100. <laughs>
1: just start agreeing with them about it.
0: That's funny, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you Hopefully. see how far you can take them down the rabbit hole, and then they they, they be like, All right, I can't go that far, bro." Like,
1: yeah, okay. and then you ask, like, "Well, why not? Why can't you cross this line?" Like, what's up?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like that's how you sound to other people, you know. Uh, but that's I, brilliant. Yeah,
1: I yeah.
0: like that. Yeah, but I appreciated this conversation. I think we we touched on a very important subjects in, in the generality of what politics is about right now and why we see the divide that we see. Uh, Do you have any, like, final thoughts on, like, how we could possibly turn this thing around and create a better future for our politics and also our culture?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, focusing on having these kinds of conversations and seeing each other more as, like, actual people rather than monsters on the internet, you know, Uh, I think that definitely helps. Um, And also just like doing like what we're also trying to do the best, just try to be as skeptical as possible and make sure that you are getting all the information you possibly can before you come to conclusions. Do your best because it's really hard (laughs) to not, you know what I mean? It's really easy to fall into, hey, my group thinks this and they're mostly right because they're my group type of thing. Like you don't want to think like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, trying to at least do the due diligence In your mind to be like, okay, I know I'm in a group I know I have biases, how do I check to make sure That those are correct, you Absolutely. know That that I think is a very helpful uh, method
0: Yeah, I think that that's what we need the most of And I thought about starting a second channel Where I do like clear pill politics And it's not mainly just about politics It'll be just like uh, our live stream for like eight hours and I'll just let like guys come on and we just engage on different subjects and we try to analyze each subject individually. It can be about relationship, dating, it can be about politics, it can be about religion, it can be about any subject and we just riff and we just have a good time, have some comedy in it. And just people can come and go as they please. And then I'll just cut up each clip that you know where we had a discussion about something, put it out. Um but I feel figured it'd be a great uh, source for other content creators to come on my platform and we all just engage and kind of create a community where people can come and ask questions and really be open-minded and skeptical
1: that, that's a great idea honestly I've been missing that ever since the right to reason uh, kind of broke up there and yeah. uh, that's where we used to all go that's where we all met you know it's just all of us from yeah. all different uh, stripes just going to panels
0: and having conversations <laughs> yeah I know Robert. Um, Robert the guy well, for those who don't know, it was the Right to Reason podcast, and he was struggling because he had his own life stuff going on. But the podcast, you know, it was it was hard to like be successful because of the nuance of it, you know. So I I, I figured that if I do it, um, we gotta have great personalities and like you know, because sometimes you get guests who are they might know what they're talking about, but they still, like I said, be entertaining yeah, above yeah. all else.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> I agree. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So I would do questions and answers. I'll put out an email, let uh, viewers ask questions and we'll ask a question to the panel. Everybody can get their thoughts on it and make it more engaging with the audience, you know, and
1: oh, that's I, a great th- idea. Yeah. That's all that's what that was missing (laughs) right there. That's like what modern day debate does really well. Exactly. questions and shit. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Exactly. So uh, I'm putting it in thought. The only thing that's making it hesitant is I know if I start a new channel, it won't be monetized immediately unless I can get enough people over there to go ahead and subscribe to get it started. Uh, That'd be the best way to get it going. Uh, Because boy, it took me a long time to get a thousand subscribers on this channel. Really? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I see that. (laughs) It's a struggle.
0: (laughs) Yeah system. I appreciate it, but uh, anything you want to plug, anything you want to direct people to, you know, that they can go support you or at least check out your content.
1: Yeah, okay. So I do two uh, podcasts and a YouTube live kind of thing. So I do uh, one show. It's called Left at the Valley, um, and it's a Canadian and Florida podcast. Don't know why. I don't know. It used to just be a Canadian show. Now it's like Canada and Florida. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Make Canada
0: Florida. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> don't tell them that they'll freak out
0: <laughs> but, uh, um
1: so i got that one left at the valley podcast and it's available on all your podcatchers the other one is uh the unapologetics podcast and that's spelled with an x at the end uh and that's on all your podcatchers and that's different than what i do on youtube which is unapologetics live but i uh i just watch a lot of fundamentalist uh christian videos mostly stuff about demons i'm just fascinated when they're like freaking out about <laughs> demons <laughs> yeah. i just really find it pretty funny uh, <laughs> so that's uh youtube.com forward slash at brentley uh 666 and uh yeah
0: oh, check Lord. it out all that stuff <laughs> i appreciate you brother this was a great conversation and i hope we have plenty more in the future uh, we need to do more stuff like this and just create a new community. Uh, A place where anybody can come, get their ideas heard, and have a great discussion. So uh, take care, brother. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until next time, we are out. Peace and glory. Be peaceful, everybody, and be great.